episode 391 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. And today I am coming to the show with, uh, I've got at least 100 topics to talk about. This is going to be a fantastic show. How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing great. You really got a, You really got some topics? I've got at least four. And they're all, and three of them are about you? Two of them are about me. <laughs> Those are and- not topics. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a topic. These are, we need a... All right. Okay, so what uh, do you want to start with? Whatever, it's up to you. Go. Um, well, look, I'll give you. I'll give a choice. It's either superhero coach Viva or Sam Altman OpenAI. Well, okay, let's let's just start with the uh, the coach Viva. Okay, good. I'm glad you said that because there isn't much to start with because I haven't started yet. Um, but well, I first ha- we got to back this up. First, we need to back way the hell up because nobody knows what the hell you've been talking about. Oh, you spoke about it no. last show. Uh, no, this was um, I, th- I th- this was on the um, oh, this is Discord. just a private conversation. This is a private conversation. Oh, so, okay, go okay, go on. So then. We got You're a lot right. to talk about. All right, you 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 took it. You you say it then. You want me to frame it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, um, the pro- the problem was that. I felt like with your whole weight loss or approach to weight loss was um, it was very inconsistent. You would try this and you would try that and, you know, you would, oh, I'm an intermittent fast. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work out. I'm going to walk. No, I'm not going to walk. I'm going to, you know, you're, I'm just going to focus on this one thing. So you were kind of bouncing around, trying all kinds of different things based on maybe what you felt like doing, maybe what the, was the latest exciting idea that someone you know, posted in the superhero. You know, for the record, channel. you you did say this in the last show. I'm just looking at the show notes, and I do remember I was talking about it, and you did already frame it. Did I? So yeah. So 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 this now is just like a like a follow up on that on that framing. Of oh, okay. It. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, then we don't have to go that into it. But so, the coach Viva is um, that she, she it was actually I think there's two women. I think they're right. like a team and um, they had spent years, you know, each fail, lo- trying to lose weight and failing and flailing around and spending a lot of money on different services and coaches and doing the hit training and the resistance training and the dieting and the everything. And um, they learned a lot. There's there. I don't know. I know that coach Viva herself, she used to work at Microsoft. So she's, she seems like quite, quite quantitative and analytical and the other woman i'm guessing is similar i think and they're so, both coders yeah yeah or at least they're technical at some level so they're technical and so they're quite systematic and quantitative it's not just like oh you know just intuitive eat you know just give yourself some morning affirmations and you'll lose weight it's more like track it you got to track the information well you see so right? one of the so um i don't know both of their names yet um but the one who isn't coach fever i am i've got a very strong suspicion that she builds the, the the tracking app, so they have they have a, a tracking app which is um, which I haven't set up yet because I said I I haven't I haven't started yet. I was waiting until after um, Thanksgiving to get started, and I'll tell you 
there's a story behind that as well. But the tracking app is um, uh, what's that thing called? Test flight, like mm-hmm. the test flight test flight system to to do the software. For, well, well, it's for iPhone for iPhone apps, right for people who want to yeah. distribute a version of an iPhone. It's not it's not being distributed through the App Store, but you can have up to like 100, 150 downloads or installs or something like that. So they use test so they use test flight and um, they have um, as they describe it, um, the back the back office team, like a back office team, who you're essentially talking to, and I'm guessing it's I'm guessing it's like uh, VAs in the Philippines or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so everything you everything that you eat when tracking, you just take a picture of it, and you just hold your hand there. And I I really don't think they're using AI. I think they're using people. And then basically they guesstimate calories. They guesstimate the calories because so, they want you to track everything and they're sort of going with the 80-20 rule. They just want to see, are you kind of in the ballpark? There's a there's a lot of things like that that they do that is just, um, you know, just foundational common sense and that um, other systems are just, you know, a bit more fastidious about in a sense. But um, I mean, I, I, I like I said, I haven't gone through the program. So what, so what I should say is the program is pretty much exactly like Nugget. So it's like if Nugget was for weight loss, it's exactly what I did with Nugget. Like they've okay. kind of built, they've except the, with the one part, they didn't build their own learning platform. They're using another learning platform. I can't remember the name. Well, of it. No, well, no, they're different. They, you have to pay five thousand dollars up front. That was the That's... way that that was the way that Nugget was. So Nugget, really? start, yeah, Nugget started with, with um, a recommended retail price of four thousand eight hundred, but then I actually sold it for. Uh, I actually started off going for you 500. You recommended it to yourself. I just never I just never built <laughs> so it up you, to that so price. So price but... you recommended that price to yourself and then you discounted. No, I know there was there was quite a few there was quite a few um say like as I was moving up the price point so I started with 247 mm-hmm. then I moved to 497 then I moved to 700 and something. And so with each batch I increased the price and it was going well it was going well. Mm-hmm. And but I stopped for reasons that we've already discussed on other shows but so basically they they're i'm sure they've done exactly the same thing and they're at a five thousand dollar price point now and um for lifetime access for lifetime access five thousand if it was just like for a year something would be pretty pricey but given that's lifetime that's pretty but it's like well that's it's for lifetime and but that that follows the same the same principles that nugget follow which is that people you know because it's a course with office hours so the it's the office. So it's not it, the the coaching aspect is office hours. So you, I think that they they have enough people that you can kind of um, schedule your office hours, and you're the first to go, but other people can jump on. See what I'm saying? So they have they have like enough slots in the week that it's like you turn up and you you be the first one to speak, but other people can jump on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's so that's the way that it's set up, and you know they have a good they, they I could learn a few things from Nugget if I wanted to continue with that that process like their sales process are very good the you know the 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 way that they select people and qualify you and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so it's it's a good setup and but i can't speak to the the full quality of of the course i'm i suspect that it's good because everything i've seen put out by them is very good um and i suspect that the that the coaching is good because i've listened to the coaching sessions of other people and it's just really in the weeds really boring but exactly what those people want to talk about. And there's no way that I'm going to tune in and listen to those people because I really don't want to hear about how much, how many teaspoons of oil they're using in their specific thing that they're cooking. But that's exactly the kind of help that I need and that's available to me. So I can just go as in the weeds as I need to. I mean, it's, it's you know, that which is great. So 
I think that's 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 what you're paying for here, um, and that's good. And they have the other good thing that they have is it's a, it's a similar to the Nugget where their their point their viewpoint is they're not trying to give you a specific set way of doing things. They're trying to find the way that works for you through an iterative process, which I think is great. You know, so it's like okay, you know, you're Justin, you want to do vegan or you want to do this. Like basically, they don't really care what it is. They just try and hone in on the habits. They use the uh, like research that's available, and they sort of steer towards a habit that you're interested in building. Also, that is backed by research, and they just see if that works for you. And if that doesn't work for you, then sort of iterates to the next thing. Yeah. Well, and um, and track everything. Track everything. I mean, that's a huge deal. Uh Is tracking. Not just what you ate, but what you burned, right? Tracking, and in content. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, the, all your inputs and outputs. Cause, you know, but also the size of your, like you have to measure your, you know, your neck and your waist. Yeah. And yeah, your you're trying to estimate your fat, yeah. body fat composition, right? Yeah. Because it's like you can lose weight, but if you're losing lean body mass, that's bad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a, there's, there's online calculators. If you measure your wrist and your gut and your neck and your weight and your height, you can get a, uh, a statistical, reasonable statistical estimate of what your body fat percentage is. Um, so my, my guess is they're building like a like a flight dashboard for each person, you know. So each person, all their stuff's in there, and they've got this dashboard in the background. And when they're on the call talking with you, they're looking at what you've done. And then the more they work with you, the better material and data that they've got. And then they're guiding you towards what's worked for other members. Now, um, there's you know like they one thing. So I so. There's there's three people I believe in the organization. One of them's the kind of sales sales girl who's like gets on the, gets on the sales. And one of the, the, the she said one thing to me which I do find difficult to um, believe, which is that three percent of people don't succeed. Um, and that that's like a really I don't I, I find that difficult to buy. But that doesn't that that's only just one one piece of thing that just makes me think oh that's a bit weird. You know, I mean, yeah, that's that would so ninety seven percent success rate. Well, the question yeah, is, that's... how do you measure success? Do they do people have an initial goal, and if they hit that initial goal, or is it because you know, a it's lot of even time... just giving up? Like, it's, I th- I think she was talking about three percent give up. I mean, like, I can't believe that even I can't believe that number. Like with Nugget, I knew I you know when with a course like this, I mean, it was amazing to actually have fifty percent completion. Like that well, was amazing, but well, so if they have ninety-seven percent completion, that is insane because it's a lot of material, and I just I find that hard to believe. But that's well, okay. I mean, that, well, that it's it's all in the definition of what of, of uh, you know, it's all how they define it, right? I mean, it's like Fauci defining what gain of function is. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> if you can define gain of function, then you don't you're not doing gain of function, right? I mean, you know, so so if 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 somebody has not officially given up. Right. They're like, look, I'm going through a rough patch next few months. I may not be on it. They haven't yeah. failed. Right. They haven't They're failed. still in. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people say, look, I paid five thousand dollars. I mean, I'm going to make use of this next year or two is going to be rough. I'm in grad school or, I'm, you know, we just had a baby or whatever. Right. It doesn't mean they failed. So that, that, that they may just be such a such a generous um, definition of failure. That's possible. Yeah, people still do come back to Nugget even to this day. Like so, because I get you know, I I I obviously see that, and so you know that lifetime thing. People do take that seriously. <laughs> they they expect it to be there. You know, they expect it to be there. They want to go back. They want to be able to go and check it. Yeah, so, and and yeah. you know, when it comes to like 
in particular when it comes to like losing weight, getting in shape, right? This is not a problem that goes away for most people. I mean, some people might really just get into diet and exercise and then they're, they're so, they're so successful that they don't need a coach anymore. But quite a few people are probably reach a goal and then they got to like, okay, I got to make sure I stay on and I fall off the wagon a little bit and I got to get back. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of something they're going to want around or want to use. So I don't know. I'm, I am, uh, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm, hopeful. I'm, I'm certainly I'm, hopeful I'm, after spending five grand and, uh, there's so, uh, yeah, and there's no refunds by the way, um, <laughs> which is definitely different to nugget. Uh, Nugget was a hundred percent. I like it. Hard, hard ass. Like, well, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, it's like hard ass. Well, five thousand. It's like you better make this happen. I mean, Georgie's not going to be happy right. if you just like three months later, like, oh, I don't do it anymore. You right, know? right. He's going to be exactly. like bullshit. You yeah. know. So, um, I mean, I think um, the the three reasons that I really like it again, just remind. I think um, tracking everything is important. That was something that I was trying to get you to do and you would do a great job on some aspects and there's some things you weren't do you were kind of like you were like 70 percent. it's like you gotta get you gotta track everything right right? otherwise you just don't know right and um that is going to be really useful plus they're tracking having you track more things that are even than even i always suggest that are really great i think that's i think the second thing is that they're quite aware of the importance of keeping high protein, of, of importance of, of doing some resistance training potentially, of doing very pragmatic uh, calorie restriction uh, and, and creating a deficit with walking as opposed to like you get to do a hit training or something. You know, it's like it's very it's stuff that's very practical it, and accessible. Well, and also importantly, it also this is really what swung it for me. Um, there's a fair amount of content on emotional triggers. And things like that, which for you, you probably don't give a crap about. But for me, I do. That's important, mm-hmm. you know. So that's very holistic for what I need. Yeah, that's good. good. I'm. It'll be. Yeah, it's going to be uh, exciting. So you're oh, going to go gone. That, that that reminds me. Um, a topic that we do have to talk about is um, welcome to Wrexham. Okay, yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, What's that? So yeah, let, let me just finish. Finish. So, so the uh, you're kicking off on uh, Monday. Um. Yeah. Monday. Exactly. Okay. And do you have like a kickoff phone call you're doing or, or what? No, it's, or, it's just, it's just, I'm going to start like engaging, like properly going tracking through everything. Tracking the, like the, the, they recommend that with the course, which is another great idea. I don't know why I didn't think of it. They sort of recommend, okay, actually to, to go through, to do the office hours and to do the course, put it in your calendar, block that time for the rest of the year. In fact, for the rest of the, you know, just ongoing blocking. It's just like, Every Tuesday between two and four, I do one hour course and I do one hour call. You know, it's like yes, that that actually makes sense. That's a great way to get through it. It's a habit. So, it's, like um, the, it's like the atomic habits kind of thing, right? You just make yeah, it a habit. Exactly. You just do it. It's on the calendar. That's even better. Yeah. So start on Monday. All right. Well, this will be. This is going to be an exciting experiment. Like I, I and the rest of Team Justin are like. Because you're like you're already you're already down to like two oh six and change or two oh seven, right? Well, I w- I'm sort of hovering around between two oh seven and two ten, just based on how much Thanksgiving food I've Dude, eaten. Dude, I mean, I'm ten pounds <laughs> heavier than I was after Thanksgiving. I weighed in at two oh three this morning. Oh my god, it's like Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I mean, I I'm sure I go light on it compared to you, but um, yeah, I, I had I had um, I had two full platefuls. Oh man. You know, Dude. mashed potatoes and gravy and all this stuff. And <laughs> and after all that, but I didn't have thirds. 
Oh, you didn't have desserts? I just want you to understand I did not. I could have, but I didn't. But did you have dessert? Justin, because I have discipline. Okay. (laughs) I have self-control, so I didn't get there. Oh, you really do. Well, the reason was is that Sandy had made a, uh, a pumpkin pie. Mm. And so I was like, I want to lean in. I want to really lay into that pumpkin pie hard. Oh, man. Because I bought some, um, I actually went and picked up some uh, old fashioned uh, vanilla ice cream to, to go with the pumpkin pie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to restrain myself so I have plenty of space. But yeah, this morning I got on a scale of two or three. I was like, holy. <laughs> like that is I'm not surprised. Like World class. Side side note: I don't yeah. get I don't get the fascination with pumpkin pie. It's like I know people like Georgie and Jack love it, but for me, it's just like I just don't get it. Like apple pie, now that is a pie. I get it. That makes so much sense, and it's amazingly delicious. But pumpkin pie has a kind of sideways taste to it. It's just got like a kind of weirdness. I don't know. It's like a is it a weird spice? I don't know. Yeah, those are, they're sort of like a, a ginger or something. I don't know. Yeah, but ginger biscuits are great, but pumpkin pie adds this. Anyway, so a relevant conversation. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll uh, yeah, we'll be tracking this in two weeks. Hopefully you'll be down. I mean, look, the day you break 200, that's going to be a big That's a That's going to be a big day. That's a big win. That, I, yeah. I, we're all going to celebrate. It's going to be a virtual celebration across the world. <laughs> uh, so let, so um, one piece I didn't quite get to is um, the reason why, because you told me about this last show, which is two weeks ago. I signed up the next day, mm-hmm. but then I didn't, didn't get started. Why? There's a reason. Mm-hmm. Reason is I, a medical, like a, like a, like a, like a, uh, knock myself out of the game reason. And which is ridiculous. So I guess on my left foot, I uh, had a mosquito bite. So I was like scratching it at night or whatever. And then I wasn't paying much attention to it. And now I was continuing on my walks. And then I guess it was rubbing off the sock and it got infected. So then I, <laughs> so I should, I should have put a bandage on it, right? To stop it from getting infected, but then it got infected. But it wasn't a big thing. It was like s- small, you know. So then I went to the doctor and they gave me some like antibacterial cream. That's fine. But they said, oh, you, you know, you've got athlete's foot. Like we should have this antifungal cream as well. So I'm like, okay. So I, I took the antifungal cream and all uh, up until this point, like n- nothing much, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I put the antifungal cream on my foot and next day it was like as if I had dipped my foot into a sw- like into a nest of hornets, a hornet's nest. It was like a clot. It was like insane. Mm, so massive reaction to the fungal cream. <laughs> so nice. the ads, yes, yeah, super. So it has been really hard to walk for two weeks. That's the, that was the Holy. reason why I was just like, I was just like, oh my God, like, I can't believe it. But anyway, now it's, it's just sort of getting back to normal. It just looks like a regular foot burn, oh. burn victim foot. <laughs> Jesus. So how do you get a mosquito bite on your foot? I mean, I that is know. weird. I mean, I guess it's just like I've gotten well, stung on the bottom of my foot because I stepped on a bee. But don't you get don't, like? It. I mean, I guess uh, uh, I don't know how much detail. But like, we have like a duvet. Do you use duvets or sheets? Sheets. Duvets. Do you use comfort? This is. A, I use com- This is a comforter. A, this, no, we don't. Oh, oh, you mean? Um, Do you yeah. have a comforter? Like, yeah, so your feet can kind of stick yeah, out yeah, the end yeah, of the we bed, have both. right? We have both. Okay, so I mean, I think that must be how because like your feet can, can kind of stick out the end of the bed because there's not a sheet wrapped over, and then a you mosquito need a, you need a sheet to feel comfortable. 
no, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't use a sheet. I just use a comforter. Right? So what I do is I, I like to, I, I have, I tend to have at least my right foot out from under the sheet and over on top of the comforter. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's how a mosquito gets you. That's how a mosquito gets your foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so obviously you just you never got had those a mosquito. Big, you got those big, fat, juicy toes, I guess. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> like, good eats here in Moore Park. Oh, no, dude. The mosquitoes love me because my blood tastes sweet. You know what I'm saying? Because of do. being diabetic. Well, you no, know, it really is interesting that, <laughs> yeah. like, um, uh, I get bitten. So Justice Skysick was like that too. He gets murdered by yeah mosquitoes or whatever. I don't particularly, but he. It must be like it must be like predator, like that. You know, like when they look, you know, the predator, like the view that predator has. Like there must be some people that are just glowing bright green. Like eat that person. <laughs> like a man, like that guy's got battery acid for blood that guy. and all that, all that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Well, I'm glad to hear you've recovered from your... Yeah. Well, did you have to yeah. go to the urgent care or something for the reaction? No, or? I didn't have to go to the urgent care. I just, I mean, I called up the, I called up and they just said, look, just give it a few days, put um, uh, the creatine cream on it, which we happen to have because Jack had had an issue recently. And so I just put that on. Jesus, yeah, and it's, dude. But it was just like crazy. What Jesus. a shit show. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I have an update. Go on. on our on our on our health and fitness and health and fitness corner. So I, I got a call from my uh, brother. My my brother is my full brother. He's a you know about a year and a half younger than me. And he um he's you know so he's really fit. Like he does a lot of cycling and running and stuff. So he's you know low body fat percentage, super healthy. He's the one who's in the uh, flies black ox is in the army. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he had been running and for the past few weeks he's been starting to feel congested like maybe he got like COVID or something you know it just wouldn't go away and he he's still running but he's just like ah and then he was um, he said he was putting away laundry and because he's stationed you know, anyway well, like, so he's putting away laundry and he starts like his chest started to hurt really badly and then he started sweating like on his forehead and stuff. He's like, what is going on? And he called his wife um, because his, he's, he's, um, he's stationed in, uh, in Savannah. His wife's still in DC because, you know, yeah. daughter is right. still going to graduate high school. Anyway, complicated. Anyway, so they're having a little part for a year until they move down. Anyway, so he's uh, calls his wife and she's like, he's like, he, and he tells her what's going on. She's like, go to the hospital now. And so he goes to the hospital. Turns out, he had a heart attack. He was having a, what's called a widowmaker heart attack. So his, the main artery to his, to his heart was a hundred percent clocked. Right. And it's called the widowmaker because there's, there's only a 12% survival rate. If you have a, if you have, if that happens to you outside of a, of an urgent, like within a hospital. And, uh, so anyway, he in there and they, you know, he said it hurt like how it felt like a horse had kicked him in the chest. And, um, and so they put a stent in and he's hundred percent, he's out, you know, running five miles a day or whatever. So he's all back. But I said, well, what? I said, well, do you have, you have cholesterol, high cholesterol? He's like, no, my cholesterol is low. Um, and he's like, it turns out it's just, it's just genetic. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I better, I got to get that checked out then. Cause our maternal grandfather died at 63 from a heart attack. He was mowing the lawn and just killed over and died. And our dad died when he was 68 from heart attack. So I'm like, okay, I need to get checked out. So I went, I, I, so I texted my, my 
doctor and I was like, hey, uh, my brother just had this Widowmaker heart attack, grandfather, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, it sounds like we should probably just get you checked out. So I went and got some kind of scan. It's called, I think it was an EBCT scan or something. It's anyway, it's like, a, like an MRI type machine. So luckily it was just down the street. So I was able to walk there and in and out in less than an hour. It's no big deal. And um, turns out, good, clear, no issues. <sighs> good. So I was like, but I was like, as you know, I mean, because the thing is like, he's healthy. I mean, you know, super healthy, super fit. And then just like, Almost, almost died from a heart attack at the age of, so he's what, 51, 52? He just turned 52. God. You know? Um, so I was like, you know, that's, that's when it's like really important to pay attention and get these kind of, sometimes like a normal checkup. Like if I hadn't known about, you know, if I hadn't, if I didn't have a brother who went through this, like I would not have known. You know, and who knows? I mean, could have had the same issue, right? Because like you go to and you get your blood checked, and they listen to your heartbeat, and they check a few, you know, your reflexes, and if everything's good, they're like, "Ah, oh, you're good." But you may not be good, right? Jesus. May not be good, and that's that's, that's why like, it's important to get all these kinds of things checked, especially with your heart. Yeah, especially because of heart stuff. Um, that's why I was saying when you when you know, when you were talking about how you have such a low heart rate, I'm like, you should get that checked out. <laughs> Like yeah, I still haven't done that. I should do that. I mean, but but I will say, I mean, yeah, I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it checked out, but it has been the same. It hasn't changed for my entire life. It's been exactly the same heart reading as when I was twenty. So I don't know. I mean, it's it would be weird. Like, why would it? Why would it just be the same the whole time if there was, you know, some yeah, issue? Did you have but, it in the forties, low forties? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's. I mean, I, I've been I've been watching it. Like the only time it goes down to um, under forty is just like every now and again when I'm asleep. But like generally speaking, it's in like what is it right now? So look, I actually get really glad when it goes up these days because of what you said. <laughs> it's sixty-seven yeah. right now. Oh, well, that's. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which I'm like, yay! But maybe yeah. that's bad for me. I mean, I don't know. If, yeah. Don't know. Well, when's the last time you've gone to? Do you have a? Do you have I a do. It's in Pasadena. I need. I need to get it. Pro I need to. I just. I literally just wrote down when you said that about your brother. I wrote down, get a full fucking checkup. <laughs> yeah, and ask him about the heart rate. Say, dude, I have like, I'm not in great shape yet. I have a super low heart rate. Mm. I'm worried it could be an issue, and he'd be like, oh yeah, that's weird. You know, you know. So just. Because I, you know, but, for but, what, but what I worry, like what I like, I don't trust the doctor. I don't trust doctors, and like I'm warranted to not trust them because they don't seem to get it right. Like for example, giving me that cream that then, like I find when I interact with doctors, oftentimes I'll end up worse than when I went in, you know, and so that makes me quite skeptical. So are you gonna <laughs> go to like a you gonna go to like a witch doctor or something? No, or no, just... no. Just any anything like that. I just I just I'm skeptical, but just which is a typical male trait, you know, it's like a really bad male trait. Um well, to not to not want to go to doctors and stuff. But well you're also you also spend a lot of time in sort of the woo woo stuff, like alternative medicine kind of non scientific stuff, right? When you're younger. I mean I, I mean when I was younger but 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 less now. I mean, now it's more about you know, just plant based or whatever. But yeah, sure. When I was younger, when we first met, I was definitely very magically woo. minded, very woo. So, very woo. look, I mean, 
I see, here's the thing I think with doctors, they certainly don't know everything. I mean, medicine is, is not perfect. And doctors vary in terms of quality, just like in everything, right? They're not all equal in terms of their abilities. And, um, you know, you get in there, you get out, they see you for 15 minutes. But, I mean, like, it's like this very cursory sort of thing. If you haven't had any problems, you but know. But, I mean, in fairness, in fairness, I mean, chat GPT is good for this kind of thing. Because, like, it has, like, humanity's knowledge at its fingertips, and it gives you a kind of, oh, did you think about this? And it sort of shows you some interesting viewpoints. Like, Yeah, but the question is, is ChatPT, it, has it absorbed all the medical literature, or is it just the stuff they can find online? Because most medical literature is not online. It's just sort of superficial. That's a really good question. I would love to know the it answer to that It probably has question. not been trained on all the medical journals and all the medical textbooks. It's probably just, like, you know, the stuff that WebMD, VDB, and stuff puts out there you know i can think of someone who would know the answer to that question who sam altman yeah well sam we're not done. we're not done yet i haven't <laughs> okay you okay, keep so. jumping the gun I all mean, right the... all right all right okay come on tell, tell me more wait but wait you 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 found you found out you got checked and you that was healthy. that wasn't that was just one that was just one thing so the other thing is oh, um okay uh so this is a little project superhero update right so um okay. you know i I've, I've got lost about 20 pounds from the start let's see not including thanksgiving so down from <laughs> 213 to you lost 10 pounds yeah. yeah and uh i started i've started lifting a lot lot of weights a lot more seriously about four five six months ago and putting on muscle and getting stronger and all that so i started getting you know, more interested in like training for strength and athleticism. And, and I really would like to get back playing basketball. But I, as I've said, I always injure myself, right? I always pull hamstrings, calf muscles, tweak my, you know, Achilles, strain my Achilles. And so um, I started, um, I started research. I was like, you know, I got to start doing like some mobility exercises or stability exercises. You just, your background of me, I can tell. Nope. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I can see you're just there typing away. Chat GPT. Da, 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 da. <laughs> okay. You're anyway. Such a weird guy. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> and so um anyway, I was thinking about kind of piecing together a, a, a you know, a handful of, of exercises or you know, to see if I can address these issues. Because anytime I start doing any sort of a unilateral lift or any sort of athletic movements like jumps and things i start straining yeah muscles you know a hamstring or a doctor or something i'm like damn it you know um and and like the other day i'd gone and just do like a, a like a single leg like a what called bulgarian split squat and it was just like a my first set the first or second rep and like pop there goes my adductor and i barely even did anything i was like what the what does that mean how, like what how long does that put you out for uh, it wasn't a bad one. I mean, yeah, a couple weeks. I mean, if you if it's a really if it's a worse, it can go from like three weeks. Really bad ones can be like six weeks. You know, it all depends. What, on what's an adductor? It's that it kind of runs on the inside of your thigh. Okay, you know, like a like a stri- like a vein, a stringy thing. Well, like it's a, a it's a muscle. Oh, it's a muscle. Okay, right. right. It's, it's not a stringy thing. Well, I guess it is. No, you know what I mean, like those um, tendons, those sinews, sinews was the right, word I was right. No, it's 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 um, it's and so anyway, um, so I was I was doing some research and I was trying to figure out 
you know, what I should do, what direction I should go in. And because they started a group of guys I play basketball with, they started playing basketball on Sunday nights again. And I'm just like, oh, I want to play, but I know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to be, I could probably injure, I'll probably injure myself on the first time out. Well, definitely within the first three weeks, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. On a pull muscle, and I'll be out for a month. And, you play, and you play too hard. You know, I mean, sometimes I'll play too hard. Sometimes I go and I'm barely even doing anything, and I'll just get in and be like, I'll pull something. So, all right. So, um, this there's this one guy who I'd seen. He's kind of he is a sort of he calls himself the knees over toes guy. So he's this is it's this, and he's been pretty successful. He's created this whole like um, program for for bulletproofing your knees and increasing your flexibility and your stability, all this stuff. Right. And, um, he does all this kind of, like, if you could see what he can do, it's kind of amazing in terms of like he touches nose to his knees, right. Towards the flexibility he can, you know, do all these incredible things. I am so unflexible. It's, it's, it's actually really good that I don't do any, anything athletic because I would probably put myself out all the time. Like, for example, that one time I got a walking desk. Anyway, continue. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, like he can, he he increased his vertical from 19 to 42 inches doing this, just getting, doing all these types of exercises and strengthening his legs and whatever. So it's very, it's a, it's a very, uh, there's a lot to it. I I wasn't really paying that much attention. I saw it's like, ah, it looks kind of interesting. And then I'm at the gym. I was like, it was Friday or Saturday. And I see this guy doing these kind of weird exercises. And I walk up to her, I go, are you doing the knees over toes? He's like, yeah, yeah. I go, does that work? He's like, oh yeah. I'm like, well, how long have you been doing? He's like about three years. And he's like, but after three months, all he's like, I, all my knee pain, all my issues were, were resolved. And he's like, I'm just doing the zero program. Zero program is kind of like the entry level. Like you hmm. can't even do the basic program. Like here's this, this kind of the reme- remedial exercises, you know? Huh. And he's like, I just do them three times a week for as kind of like a warm up. For, for working out and he's like and watch this and he pops down and he and he's, he's standing up and he goes down and touches his knees to form pops back up like instantaneously without using his hands and i was just like dude like, there's no huh. way i could do that there's no way he's like yeah it's 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 great so um he's like i'll send you how old was was he eh, probably 30 well there you go but still, I mean, I mean, that's still impressive that with that level of sort of mobility to do that and yeah. um so uh, he said, he said, I'll send you, if you want to just take a look at it, I'll, I'll send you a copy of the zero program in the P the, you know, the Google doc. So I did it and I, so I started doing it this past week and um, I'm op- I'm cautiously optimistic. Good. I'm cautiously cool. optimistic. I, I'm definitely, I definitely need the zero program for a while. Like I cannot do. How much does it, does it hurt? I mean. Yeah. Like when well, you, no, when you're, well you're not supposed to work through pain, right? So okay. it's like, so here's, here's, here's like one of the exercises that I cannot do. I mean, I can do some of the stuff, but like one of the basic things you're supposed to do is a split squat, which means imagine you put one, you put one foot forward and one foot back and then you went into like a, a, a squat and you touched the, your, uh, the bottom of your hamstring to your calf muscle on the one that's forward. Like you went all the way down into this deep single leg squat. I cannot do that without straining my inner inner thigh. I mean, everything is way too tight for that. So I, I have to put my foot up like on, on a 12 foot, 12 inch box to be able to do that. So I'm kind of working my way down 
is it for just for athletes or can no anyway his mom and his, da- his mom and his dad both do the program yeah it's about Jeez. 70 so so um that's that's cool i mean i might I i'll, I'll send you a copy of the the just yeah. the, the thing so i'm going to sign up for the service because i mean i i'm going to pay for it if i'm going to use it yeah and you can send yeah. their videos and they'll it's the same kind of thing they'll coach you through and say hey you need to change your form you need to do this or what oh okay and so cool. um but it doesn't cost five thousand no it's just 50 bucks a month but um yeah, there you go and so I was looking at, and I mean, and to get to their standards, like these, these are what they call their standards. They get to, and it's like ridiculous, like super hard to do that. Like you have a really do a lot of work. So it's a, there's a, there's a ways to go. Um, but it's like, I can tell, and I'm like doing this. I'm like, no wonder I'm straining my Achilles. No wonder I'm pulling, uh, straining adductor attachments and pulling calves. Like I have no mobility. I'm like, and it's because I had both my knees are reconstructed from, from ACL, both, both my knees, my left knee in 93 and my right knee in 2001, ACL, MCL, LCL, and meniscus tear in both of them. I can just imagine you like two years into the program, it's going to be, okay, Jason does Kung Fu. You're going to be like doing Kung Fu, flick, flying around the place, splits in the air, like no, I don't crazy. Not going to be doing the Kung Fu, but um, <laughs> we'll become a ninja. No, I don't think so. So, um, and it was funny, I was talking to, so my two like, f- two friends of mine who are my age, who are like in, both in phenomenal shape is my buddy Mitchell, who's the martial artist and stuntman I've told you about, right? Hmm. And I started, I was talking to him about it and he's like, oh yeah. He's like, I've, I, I, I was doing some of that stuff for a little while. He's like, I already have a whole mobility routine. I added some of that stuff on. I don't do some of it just cause I don't have time. It was my, my mobility was taking, you know, too, it was getting too long. So I just do the stuff I was doing. I'm like, well, how long have you been doing mobility exercises? Like two decades. I'm like two decades. I'm like, why do you tell me JC should probably do this? He's like, oh no, you know, it's like, and then, <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. I'm like. I didn't know I was supposed to be doing this. <laughs> and so then I, I talked to my buddy, um, John Chen, who's the one who owns the, the tennis club. Yeah. Up North. Right. And so he's a really serious tennis player, right? He's, he plays competitively and super into it. And like both these guys, I like, have six packs, right? Like both these guys are true athletes. If you saw them, you'd be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like these are not like normal guys. And, uh, John, I call him Chen. So Chen and I, we played, um, soccer together at Chicago and he was a sprinter and you know, he's a really, really good athlete. And I, I mentioned it to him because he, he, he was like, he was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I stretching, but he's like, I do stretching mobility every day. I'm like, what? I'm like, how long have you been doing it? He's like, oh, f- like forever. I'm like, why did he tell me about this? Like everybody's, all the people who are healthy, like athletically healthy have been doing like not like very serious flexibility and mobility routines for you know decades yeah and like i didn't know about i I was like i didn't really know that was really a thing (laughs) so like no wonder i'm all jacked up like i'm not doing any of this stuff some something else that uh that i've seen from a few guys uh, who i've met who who are like super fit super healthy they have um like nighttime facial routines with with like face creams and face washes and all that kind of stuff are these women or men no 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 these are these are women yeah yeah that's that was that was something else that i think that uh is more common than you than you know and i mean i don't do it although i have tried it a couple of times and it does make a difference (laughs) but i will say that it's it's more common than you realize it's just in the same as uh, what you just said about uh stretching 
I bet you if you ask those guys, I bet they do it. No, they don't. I guarantee you they don't do. They don't do. I'll bet 10 bucks that they've got, they use some kind of facial products. $10? 10 bucks. You're yep, on sucker. Yeah. I'll ask them right yeah. now. I want it 10 bucks. Right. And I want it in yeah. Bitcoin. You, the simple, simple ask is, do you use any facial products for your skin? That's the question. No, no, no. Like, everyone puts a, like lotion on their skin is dry. So that doesn't count. If you put like basic lotion on your face for dry, like I do that because I have to, my face is dry. So every time I shower, I put like the face, but it's just, you know, it's just lotion. That doesn't count. That's like, you know, do you wash your hands with soap? Yes. Okay. Do you oh, brush no, your teeth? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I mean. Just who, like, like who just... doesn't, I mean, like if you have dry face, that's not a facial, that's not like my daughter like, early goes through an entire face regime. Like she goes through a whole process. You know, like yeah, exfoliation no, no, I'm not talking and, about that. No, I'm not talking about that. You're just like, they just put lotion on their I'm face? just talking about just like, yeah, create just, just basic, uh, cr- just like cream what you described. I mean, because I've never done that. Ever? I have. I've never. Well, no, you, know, I, really. you just don't have a dry. You don't have dry skin. Yeah, I say I have dry. I have dry. I have kind of dry skin, so I have to. Otherwise, right. my face would be like Ugh, crack. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's funny. So my so to Chen and I said, well, um, so he's out for like he said he was actually injured. He's doing rehab for six weeks, so he's again he's trying to help. He's like, oh man, I use the program. He's like, oh man, this is amazing. And I'm like, so he's like, we gotta. He's like, we got to license this and bring this into the tennis club. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, why don't you? So he's horsey just like me, right? Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like it. He's like, I'm like, I'm like, slow down. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, that's not, he's like, well, I'll fly down. He's like, yeah, I said, he's like, where's this guy looking? I said, I think he is a place down like Tustin, which is down like Orange County. He's like, well, we'll go down there. We'll talk about maybe license. We'll see if we can bring it up to the club, get our, get our, get our, our, our um, trainer certified. And I was like, why don't you use the program for a few months? <laughs> like, <laughs> See if he's, any good. he's like, this is totally going to work. And I'm like, I think it's, I think it works. I mean, cause I've seen reviews from PhDs in physical therapy and orthopedic surgeons who are like, yeah, this stuff is really high. Cool. This is really good. This, this stuff's on point and everything he's doing makes complete sense. And yeah, it's great. Um, so that's good. But I said, but you know, use it. So he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I got, I got him on it as well. So I'm, I'm, this is you're with coach Viva. Right. So Coach Viva, this is my Coach Viva. This is the the knees over toes guy. The the AT, right. ATG, I think Athletic Truth Group is what they think they're called. Knees over toes just like his Instagram handle or whatever. But um I'm super so I'm because you know you know where this is going, right? It's going to back to the dunk. That's right. It's it's always going back to the vertical jump training. I'm like, yeah, I still think I can do it. <laughs> Yeah, but the well, if he if he added twenty inches or whatever, twenty three. Yeah, mean, yeah, he did. How old is he? Well, he's he's like early. He's like thirty two or something. Okay. He's younger. But um, if if I could train without getting injured, which is a big if, I could do a lot because I still have uh you know my strength and power and I, most of my quickness. What I don't have is mobility, and I have. But the other thing is my back. I have to deal with my back. But anyway, this gives me hope that I can okay. sort of. You know, start playing basketball again and train without being injured. So, yeah. So we each got our we each got our thing. So it'll be. Uh, so I'm one weekend just doing this remedial, like you know, the, the the most basic stuff. But you know, once I, it'll probably take me a couple months, two to three months, to get through the basic, the zero program before I can even do the the real. Well, send stuff. me that thing. Send me that thing. Yeah? I'd like to to see if I can even do any. Oh no, you're gonna hurt yourself. 
Oh no! No, I, I no no. I, I'll, I'll be gentle. I'll be gentle. <laughs> I'm so easy. I just did a ten sets. I'm like, nah, I can't walk. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, can we talk? Welcome to Wrexham. Yes. Oh, before we move on, let me just um, let me just uh, just uh, one more thing about the Project Superhero stuff. Sure. So um, so my goal is my reach goal is to try and break 190 before New Year. I mean, I would, I was, I'd had to take a diet break because I kind of hit a wall, which I mentioned before, and 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 I was gonna, you know, diet break. You're supposed to be like one to one to two weeks, but I, but Sandy's like, you're gonna you're gonna go back in the diet when Colby's back in town for Thanksgiving. I was like, yeah. She's like, come on. So I'm like, oh, fuck. so my my two week diet break turned into turned into like a three week dirty bulk. <laughs> <laughs> so right. you know, it's like you know they call it dirty bulk. So bulking, so like with bodybuilders or whatever, they do like cuts and bulks, right? Bulks when they overeat, they have excess calories, they put on weight, and then they diet down and they call that a cut. And yeah. um, a dirty bulk is when you're bulking but you're eating a bunch of food that you probably shouldn't be eating. Right? That's called <laughs> the dirty bulk. You're not eating like I mean, normally be eating like brown rice and chicken and broccoli, bodybuilder yeah. type stuff. Okay, so the dirty bulk dirty. is pizza. And, you know, yeah, you know, not not clean not at all. Quite. Yeah, I so get I get. It. Uh, anyway, I my dirty my uh, my my three week dirty bulk. So I got to make up for that and then get back on. So I'm guessing my true rate is probably like one ninety five, maybe one ninety four and a half. So it's gonna be a it'll be tight to see if I can get down to one ninety. So that's that's the that's the goal for the end of the year. The the project. Well, good luck. So we'll see. We'll see. Good luck, sir. All right. So on. So you want to talk Wrexham? Welcome to Wrexham. I want to talk about Welcome to Wrexham, which is a show that you recommended. Um, Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhinney. Is it McElhinney? McElhinney? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And, and nobody cares. That's what's great about um, it. Nobody cares. Like, I guess they bought the the, the football club Wrexham. Which is like which fifth is like division. In, the fifth division. Which is like not not professional division. It's like, it's but they've been 15 years out of the professional soccer. And... Um, I guess they just wanted to own a I guess I guess Rob just wanted to own a football team and there was he wasn't rich enough and he sort of found He did this, movie then, star money. He's TV he's a TV star <laughs> money. And he said he said he did movie star money. Right. But but the thing about this show, have you seen both of seasons both se- uh, season Uh we're one, like halfway two. through season two. Did you binge all of it already? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Dude, it's well really don't good. give any spoilers for season two. I'm not gonna give any spoilers. Um but what's what's amazing about it? I mean, I don't think I've seen a show that has made me tear up so often as this. No, that's um, a low bar, Justin. I mean, I mean, you tear up so... two or three times an episode. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so it's it's um because what because what they're doing is they're you know their big goal is not just to win. Like their big goal is to raise the level of the town because the town is basically. I mean, I know this town so well. Do you? In fact. Oh, I mean, like it's in Wales, um, right? It's in Wales, which is next to land, which is very near Landudno. In fact, the girls' team plays Landudno. Have you seen the girls' team? Yeah, they did a couple you know, episodes on that. In yeah, the second yeah. So the the girls' team played Landudno, and I was like, oh, that's so funny because that's where I went to school in Landudno. I went to school, St. Oh. David's College in Landudno. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um. So yeah, I know. I know the area. I know like. The the, the the people the kind the, of the kind the, of hooliganism i know the kind of like the the just the 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 no money life you know like just mm-hmm. just the, the 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 roughness of it 
Um, and so they're just trying to give the town hope as well. And re- and I think I really think that they're gonna bring that. Well, town. They, they are. I mean, you can. It, the I impact mean, is felt already. I mean, it's. I like, mean, it's gonna be. It's big. super. It's over time. It's a great yeah. story. It's a great. I mean, the thing, but the thing is, like, un, un, unlike Ted Lasso, which is like, come in, you have a little resistance, and then we win the. You know, it's like everything yeah. works out. Like you don't know. Like these are ups and downs, and they have downs. Oh, it's more downs yeah, than you'd like, and disappointments, and frustrations, downs. and struggles. Um, which is real life. Oh, I mean, they like we're going to wreck it. I mean, wreck starts to become <laughs> a, a, a saying, the thing that they use in their speech. Oh my God, we're going to wreck because we're wreck we? because we're wreck We gotta like, <laughs> which means like it's right down to the last wire of the match. This is going to be a draw, which is just basically wreck it. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny, but <laughs> well, it's um, it's on Hulu. It's it's a it, right. I mean, that's where we watch it. Can you get it somewhere else? Yeah, no, I watch it on Hulu. And just a little bit more background. So. So what they're doing is, um, it's not just about the football team; it's about the personal story. So they sort of go in, oh, yeah. and they look they look at all the different people of the town. So, and that's really the interesting. So it's almost like I've always said that our show is like a a story show about you and me. That's kind of mm-hmm. what it is. Not not so much a tech show. This is like that, but in like miniature versions of like maybe twenty or thirty people. So there's like the owner of the pub, you know, next to the next to the course mm-hmm. there's another guy who's a super fan whose wife's just a couple left older him. ladies who are super fans and the, like, you know, these random no, people right? there's there's these older ladies who are who are super fans and they always um i guess what they just what they just say to them is look we're gonna leave a camera on you just talk about how you think the team's doing so they talk about like these two like 80 year old ladies talk about how they think the team's doing. ah well they shouldn't have hired him they should have. and 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 they, these two old ladies are like the key framing of like the of what's happening with the team mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. they're, they're the, the, the instead of like you know expensive sports commentators like they'll just flash to a minute of these two mm-hmm. old ladies talking about mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. it's it's very funny and heartwarming and they go into people's life stories and if something like this is also really cool it's like in the middle of i would say football itself is probably about 10 percent of the airtime maybe 15 percent at most but even even in the football games, like the a guy gets a penalty, he's about to, he's running up to get the penalty, and then it fades out, and then it goes into the story of like something really important that happened to him and his wife that week, mm-hmm. and how and th- and then it goes back to the shot, and it's like then you see whether he hits it or whether he misses it. So the whole it's like maximum drama. It's like maximum. Oh yeah, feels. it could be a little stressful at times. <laughs> well, the um, it's great. It's great. so well. My done. my daughters are not interested in soccer. My middle daughter is not interested in sports at all. She didn't understand them. She didn't care about them. She loves it. She loves the show. So yeah. that just that, I think that's uh, that's a good indicator. If if Izzy likes the show despite it being soccer, it means it's like you can like the show, even if you're not a sports person. So some uh, another point I wanted to make about it, and this this is really big for me, is that um, this the whole woke thing and the whole doing good and uh, me too, like this is like the antidote to all that stuff. Like it kind of shows men as not being really awful, you know, and it shows right. uh, really. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's uh, and it's sort of. It's not just lip service to the ideas of 
what's spoken about with regard to woke. It's actually doing it. Like they're going in there, they're helping people, they're making an action. It's not virtue difference. signaling. It's not. There's not yeah, signaling. It's, it's doing. It's not signaling. It's doing, and I find that just super refreshing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I think um, what I thought was really funny. What's interesting, and this is not a spoiler or anything, because it's right at the beginning. It's like there's a lot of cynicism and skepticism from the town. Oh yeah, and from the team, the, the players, from the everybody's highly skeptical of these new owners, Hollywood guys coming in. I mean, what 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 is this? What are they, are they just going to come in and lose interest after a year? What, what's oh, this going to mean? And yeah. and I think um, I think what you discover pretty quickly is that Ryan and Rob are just very very good people, and yeah. they are they're you know really interested in doing the best that they possibly can for the team and for the town, and they and they show it. I mean, they are over there yeah. all the time. They are flying over to Wrexham from New York or Philadelphia, wherever they are, all the time. And just to be part of this thing. In fact, I think uh, Ryan Reynolds and his wife uh, was at um, Blake. They bought a house there. I just think that I'm just looking at their their faces, like on some of the matches when they're, when they're winning. Like you, you can see Ryan Reynolds, when he started, he was like, you can see he wasn't. He was like, "Okay, yeah, sure, whatever." Is this good? Did but we then, win or what, what's happening? Yeah, like he, he has got more and more invested and fallen more and more in love with it, and you can just see that he's like now. Now when the match is playing, he's like, he's like so into he's it. Like an emotional roller like, coaster. He's a bash of basket. Yeah. I mean, like he, yeah, he's he's taking it. <laughs> he's like, but that, so, but that wins like, everybody over, right? He's like, um, I don't know. If, did you? Did you see the one where he spoke to the team after the match? Oh yeah, he's like practically he's like blubbering, practically in tears at the yeah. He's, right. <laughs> he he was. he's like he's, he's like he's like no, this poor... he's like this is literally the best moment of my life. Seeing that goal right there, yeah, it was funny. He was well, I thought it was hilarious. He brought Will Ferrell over. And uh, Will Ferrell well, is coming in, and he's like walking through the training room and asking people and, and to want a massage. It was so funny. There's a, there's a guy being massaged, and and Will Ferrell walks through the door, and he just. And this guy, this just this regular, just footballer, Division Five footballer, looks up and there's Will Farrell and his whole, his whole big thighs laid bare. And Will Farrell's like, "Oh, that that is a big thigh. That is one big <laughs> lamb chop or something like that." Was, <laughs> it's was so, so funny. funny. Yeah, I mean the the uh, the players and stuff. I mean they're obviously a little starstruck at times and a little just. Yeah. I think to them the whole thing is surreal. Like you yeah. know you have these celebrity owners. But not just celebrity owners. They're like it's like Deadpool, right? I mean, it's Ryan. I mean, it's and then Will Ferrell, and then they just show up and they're there and they're just like normal people and they're totally into what's going on. And it's, I think it's pretty cool. So yeah, highly yeah. recommend. What Rexham is uh, is a is a win. Watch very much. We'll so. Definitely watch that one if you can. So do you follow the actual team or are Hell you just yeah. watching it on? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. So so um. So don't follow. So okay. So so then you do know what happens. I this just don't talk about it anymore. Okay, just, just saying. So what I'm saying, if you don't, if you if you want the full suspense, but I've I actually just want to say this. I looked up the result of Wrexham and, and what had happened to them before I started watching season two, and actually, it made zero difference to my enjoyment of the show. Totally knowing what the outcome would be, and I enjoyed it. And I, I like I was nail biting. Like I was, it, it had the exact same effect. Exact well, the great thing drama. about this is that there's still there's what happens after season two, season three. I mean, this stuff is going on. I mean, they got a long way to oh, go, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, they want to get all the way to premier level, premier league, yeah, if they can. And um, yeah, Sandy. I think I mentioned the last show. Sandy. Well, I was out of town, but Sandy took with I think early. I think we were at a one of her gymnastics camps, and she took uh, Colby and Izzy to a game 
when they came and played. A Wrexham game? Yeah, Wrexham was, Wrexham had like a series of sort of exhibition matches and they played um, Galaxy's uh, uh, second reserve squad or whatever down at the- Oh, that's down at so the, cool. Uh, How did they do? They won. They beat the, they beat Galaxy's reserve squad, yeah. That's so that cool. Good. And Super Paul Mullen and- was there and I said, uh, yeah, like you know, there it seems to see where she watches, she falls, she gets like um alerts on her phone and update. It's like part of her like Yahoo dashboard or Rex or so. I mean, she's I mean, it's it's a game chat. I, I actually think that like more than anything, this could be the thing that like might make America more interested in soccer finally. Well, you know? it's because they really understand. Well, it's no, that's you're overstating it by a ton. I mean, is it's another it's thing, been, it's been it's another it's thing, another thing. it's another thing that, that adds, to it, yeah. adds to it. Um, but it certainly is. But the, it certainly is increasing Wrexham's fan base. I mean, I don't know if Americans think like you can see how much English people love, like how it's almost like a religion to them. I don't know if if Americans are ever going to think soccer is kind of like a religion. No, in that way. not like that. No, but but they yeah. will like it. more and more people do like it. More, I mean, the, the MLS, the Major League Soccer, has grown quite a bit since it launched in but nineteen ninety four. I mean, we used to. You know, Sandy and I used to go to games all the time back before we had kids. By the way, the female team is insane. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Well, they're still they're still amateur. You know, so it's yeah good for. The but I mean, they're division. just really good players. <laughs> like they're like really good. You get your signal so. your signaling in there. Is that your virtue signaling? No, no. I just thought it was. Go- I I was just thought and it was great. And the girls are I, really good too. No, I mean, I I think that they're gonna. <laughs> I'm just giving you a time. Yeah, I I I, I they're 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 good. I think they're good. I think yeah. they're gonna make a difference to female soccer as well. I mean, nah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. that's not gonna. You're overstating it. That's a nice thing to say, but that's not gonna make a difference right. to to what the American women's soccer take over in America because of an amateur women's team on TV. And come on, I just think they'll bring more attention to it. Anyway. Nah. Okay. I don't think so, but it is a, it's a nice little side story and, um, okay. yeah, they do, they do, they do well. Um, all right. So what's, what's, what's next? Do you want to talk about open AI? Well, I think Sam Altman, it's interesting. There's a few things that I didn't know about Sam Altman before this open AI stuff. Okay. Well, he was asked to resign from Y Combinator by Paul Graham. Mm-hmm. Because he was being uh, too self-serving, focusing on his own success, double dipping with investing, so he was making his own investments in um, investments that Y Combinator was make Y Combinator was making in, which is, uh, I believe, not uh, what is supposed to happen. Um, at the same time that the OpenAI thing, he um, was founding an Nvidia competitor. He is founding an Nvidia competitor and raising money for it, which has um, a number of uh, conflict of interest with OpenAI. And if it was selling its services to OpenAI, then he would be on the board of a nonprofit while also selling. Yeah, services I think that was an article I I posted from company. Semaphore. They were talking about how he's raising money for. Like, I, I mean, I you know I don't remember. I actually get a chance to even read that article in its entirety. But and so also, you know, aside from that, raising a very large fund for just um a sort of a, like a his own other project of raising. A fund like you know like an Andreessen Horowitz type fund mm-hmm. to just invest in, invest in a whole bunch of other stuff right. so all that stuff going on so I thought that was you know just more that I didn't know and I mean and so because he he had already from some of his blog posts and he'd already kind of made me think I'm just a bit wary of what's going to oh and the work like scanning everyone's <laughs> scanning everyone's eyeball what are you talking about <laughs> I mean, Worldcoin 
Worldcoin, you know, the whole the whole premise behind Worldcoin is to scan everyone in the world's eyeball and get it onto the I don't the, I don't know. Is that blockchain. something he did? I don't know anything about Worldcoin. Yeah, yeah Worldcoin. Well, why don't you explain uh, it to the audience cuz I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So, they pro- there's probably some people who don't it's know. Like a, it's like um th- there's there's this idea of um I'm not going to do a very good job of explaining it and this is where um web web 3 uh guy We're on to web 4 Discord, now, so he's going to be like he's going to be tearing his hair out of my explanation. But it's like I think it, I think people want there's there's this idea of um like a soul bound concept like uh, you can be soul bound on the blockchain, um, and it's like uh, identity stuff. So the, it's like you scan your eyeball, and then you become a you're a real person, and then that's the proof that you're a real person for other future anonymous stuff going on because you've actually become you you are a real identity mm-hmm. through scanning your eyeball. And and when you when you do scan scan yourself. You get um, the to- that token, the Worldcoin. You get Worldcoin. So that and that was launched, and you know, well, that was a while like, ago, right? Uh, I mean, like within six months. Well, six months ago. Okay. Yeah. So, so what you're you're saying is that you think um, Sam is sketchy? Is that is that that what I'm taking getting from this? Because uh, you're just listing bad things. I mean, what I, I'm I wouldn't say that I'm. I mean, am I saying scam? Sam is sketchy. And that's a really good point. Am I saying that? No, I don't think I am saying that. I think I'm saying I'm he's I'm I'm wary. That's what I'm saying. I'm wary, but I'm not saying he's sketchy. So not I'm just quite saying, sketchy, but you're wary. He's pre-sketchy. I'm wary. I'm he's he's like I'm a bit like what like I'm like what's going on with this guy? You know, that's that's what I'm thinking. Not that he's sketchy, but what's going on? Okay, okay. Well, have you did you follow? You know. Are, are you up to date on the open AI drama? Do you know what's going on there? Um, he's been like hired back, right? Yeah, but he's been you, hired back. The board was fired. But do you, um, yeah, so do you know? Do you want to go through what happened or? No, I'd like you to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you didn't read about this stuff. Okay, so I guess the long and short of it is that um, uh, I guess is it Ilya and maybe I mean, there was I think there was initially like a, a letter uh, from a couple different researchers who expressed concern that there was some oh the q star thing yeah but okay so we didn't even know that so the thing is this came out played out over a few days so it was just constant drama right you know and and basically it was a lot of uh there was a little only a little bit of information that was coming out people didn't know what the hell was going on so there was a lot of speculation about it all we knew is that sam alma was fired because he was not sharing information the board felt like he was not sharing information with them right and then next thing we knew um he was going to get a job, like Microsoft was going to hire him. And the next thing I knew, right. there were 500 and then 700 and then 733 yeah. signatures on the letter that if they don't hire Sam back, they're going to quit and go to Microsoft with Sam. Go to Microsoft. And then Microsoft would have basically pulled the biggest coup of the century of just like getting, get, buying OpenAI without spending a penny yeah. and without going through any legal issues. Right. And then, um, <laughs> and, and then basically the board, uh, the, I guess there's, there were two board members who I think were what, um, the t- there were two primary board members who I think were behind wanting him out. Because there's only three people on the board, right? There was that, um, you know, there, D'Angelo, what's his name? D'Angelo. Yeah, he had done, what was Cora? it? Some Is he from Cora? Yeah, Cora, that's it, yeah. And then Cora. there was a one woman who thinks she's an academic, and um, I don't know where the third person was. But so... Um, 
what was interesting about it, okay, well, they basically got, now they're out. So the board member got, the board got, it was like a reverse coup, right? And, yeah. and, um, and, or I mean, not a reverse coup, but like the board fired the, the CEO, the, there's a rebellion from the employees, and then the board resigns, and then they bring back Sam and Craig Brockman, I think his name, Craig, who is the president or something. Sam, who, by the way, now comes back with unchecked power almost. Because he's going to bring in, he's going to do what Steve Jobs did and bring in like the, the friendliest board in the world. Well, well what's interesting is that, is that he has, um, I guess, Brett Taylor. I'm, I'm going purely from memory. I'm not looking at anything, and I didn't prep for this. So, but the guy who was he was formerly a board member of Twitter. He was one. I guess I understand he was one of the people who really spearheaded the sale, maybe forced the sale to Elon, right? Um, you know, held Elon to his initial offer, would let him get out. And then he was formerly like a, like a Salesforce executive of some kind. And then there was, and then the other board member is Larry Sem- Summers. Do you know who that is? I know the name, but I don't, he was, I, I should he, know. So he's like, um, I think he was like a treasury secretary at one point, or he was, and he, I think he was like, um, I think he was, but I think he was like, a, in a, a you know, like a senior advisor to the president on, you know, like he's he he's he's a Democrat, but he's sort of a centrist, and he's hmm. generally been know, known to be like the big the big brain of economics in Washington. Hmm. So, um, so when he when he speaks and he says this is what should happen and this is not what should happen, I mean, everybody's listening, right? So, so he, hmm. you know, if the Biden administration is doing something and he says we shouldn't be doing that, we should be doing this. This is not just some random purse, some rando mouthing off on Twitter, right? Everyone's like, right. whoa, so Larry Summers says we should blah, blah, blah. You know, like it's a big mm. deal. Um, yeah. So having him on Twitter, um, off Twitter, I'm sorry, having him on the board of OpenAI is a, probably a shrewd m- move because, you know, there's a lot, a lot of regulatory things that are probably going to become an issue. Yeah. Well, in part because of of Sam Altman and other people telling the the government, oh my God, you know, it's, the AI is going to take over. We got to re- regulate this stuff, right? And a lot of people are accusing Sam and people like him there who are that hey, this is just all about regulatory capture. You just you know, our industry capture. You want to get there, and the only the big companies can afford the lobbying and the and the legal stuff or whatever. All this um, this regulatory overhead is going to cost, and so you're just basically pulling the ladder up. And that's going to be four or five companies can afford it. And everybody else is like, out. it's like getting like a banking license or something. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and a lot of people are saying like, that's bullshit. But the whole point is that, that this stuff should be open source, right? The whole point is not to have a handful of corporations that have bought and paid for their politicians and can basically do what they want. And then everybody else is out of the game and nobody has any control or influence. Right. That's the, that's the argument against this regulatory approach. Um, and that's a whole other argument. But having Larry Summers on your board, if Larry Summers is behind what you're doing, that has that carries a lot of weight. And he's yeah, no, and he's viewed that. as fairly but I mean he's viewed as fairly I think he's viewed as fairly nonpartisan. You know who character he 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 was the president of Harvard and you ever see remember the movie The Social Network when the the Winklevi yeah. went in and to complain about well that was Larry Summers. Who they're, mm, who they're okay. planning, who's they're the character punning summer which is really funny because they come in and he's like, I got they're like, you know, he's on the phone and the, the weekle wire there, and he's apparently have two salesmen from Brooks Brothers in my office. 
<laughs> such a funny. Uh, anyway, um, so the, the, the some speculation came. There was a post on 4chan about something called QSTAR, which was trying to explain like what happened. So the question is, is this a troll? Are they mm. somebody trolling, or is this actually an insider? Because there has been stuff. I think um, Llama was he, was was um, was leaked on 4chan or something like that. Yeah, right? right. And Llama. So like real stuff, real stuff, and really important stuff is linked on is, is leaked on 4chan. Nevertheless, it is 4chan, so there's no provenance. Like we don't know the source of this. We don't know if there's somebody's elaborate bullshit and troll. There's or other. What. Like it's unfortunate that it's Q, which <laughs> also like comes from Fortune. Yeah, which was coincidental. But Q Star. So I, it's funny when I read that, I go immediately go, okay. So so what that would lead me to think it's a, some combination. It's a, a, a merging of Q learning, which is a type of reinforcement learning, and A Star um, pathfinding search, which is a way of a heuristic based search on a on a, on a graph, right? So. And then it was interesting. I watched, and then, then um, you know, I think it was, oh God, Dave, um, not Dave Rubin. I can't remember. It's one, one of these guys. It's a pretty popular uh, YouTube um, post. Let me see who he is, because I know I'm going to get this wrong, and people are going to be, Dave Shapiro. Yeah, Dave Shapiro. So Dave Shapiro yeah. is, um, he's kind of, he's written a couple books on AI or AGI, and he's, um, and he did a pretty good um like 20, 30 minute video on it that I, I watched while I was eating my breakfast this morning about, you know, what is QSTAR? Kind of like, okay, like what could this be? What is it likely? And he's like referencing different types of research papers. And he's like, okay, so, um, you know, the, the speculation is that QSTAR had to do with like the ability to solve mathematical problems. Without looking at trained with, 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 uh, with data, basically mathematical problems that when, when it was not no, trained, to solve, trained to solve, it was just sort of outside of the that data was able set. to, yeah, yeah. extend in, its in, knowledge in fair, yeah. and and, yeah. and um, is it's not internal um, interpolation, sort of extrapolation, right? Um, and now it makes sense. So the the one thing I would say say is that when you are um, solving a math problem, so like when we evaluate an expression, you know, in the math academies responsing you break an expression into a tree so right a, a mathematical expression is just a, 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 a you know a, ultimately a tree and you evaluate it um mm. so if 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 uh they have some kind of a of a, a of, an, of a graph um traverser that is doing that that would make sense that you would need something like that to solve math equation because math equation is not just a sequence of characters there is right operator yeah. precedent stuff that's going on and 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 you're going from infix notation all stuff so you have to you have to figure out how to evaluate that thing and what that really means and that would be represented as a tree which was essentially just a subset of a of a of a acyclic directed graph and um so um and then q learning is like a form of like reinforcement learning so it's like a kind of a evaluating state and figuring out what the best thing to do. So all this stuff sounded plausible as a sound like that. And so th this is kind of what immediately popped in my mind. And I, so my buddy Mitchell, who I referenced earlier is he's been all over the open AI. Like he's constantly texting me, dude, you see this on API? He's like, <laughs> not like waking me up in the moment. I'm like, dude, man, come on. It's 8 a.m. What are you? He's like, oh, you know, so he's like really to this. And, um, and, um, 
it's funny because Sandy's are so I was getting all my information between Sandy and Metro. I, I hardly haven't read anything. Sandy's like, do you read this? I'm like, what's going on? So she was all on top of the news, and then he's giving me all this stuff. And um, yeah, and, but he's not a computer dude. He's he's a like a a film dude, right? Yeah. Well, so so Mitchell is in my closest and oldest friend stuntman yeah and he was a stuntman but he's also a he and a second unit director but he right he's sold a lot of screenplay so he's also a writer um yeah but he but he's not a computer guy in high school we did a bunch of the uh, computer science stuff together he did a bit, he did a bunch of stuff with lisp and in a natural oh, language okay. um uh he wrote a he wrote a he wrote a, nav, a natural language parser that could learn from could communicate with you and ask questions and build its database of information about the world based on speaking with you and list. Well, he did a lot of awesome. Yeah. So, um, he actually, so he's the one we, we, we were doing these science projects and, and, um, I, my advisor, so my, who, my mentor in high school, Steve Segur, who was a physicist and he was sort of like, you know, Jason, you should do the science. You should, you should do this project you're working on. And I was doing, cellular automata kind of stuff and uh you know that kind of whatever and so he's like fractals and things and he's like you should create a science project out of this and by the way get mitchell to do one as well because mitchell had been doing the ai stuff and so i was like okay fine and i get mitchell and i'm like hey mitchell so steve says you you have to do a science project he's like ah damn it because <laughs> he didn't really want to do it he's like i'm fine <laughs> and so he did it and so we ended up tying for this this winning this uh, the atlanta science project and then he beat me in the state so i got second he got first place in state and i'm like damn it i shouldn't have told i should not have told him so he's he's, he's a smart he's guy a smart he's a guy. very smart guy yeah. yeah yeah so i mean you know he doesn't do this for a living but he certainly is uh you know anyway he he has a, he has a bigger background in natural language um than the vast majority of people um mm -hmm. so he's been We've been back and forth on text, and we've been having long phone calls every day about speculating about all this stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's funny because he just because I, 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 I re, you know, reiterated that I think it, I think the Q star is likely some combination of A star search and um, Q learning. And um, then he, put, he gave me this little Twitter. He just pasted the link in a Twitter and it says from Jan Lacoon. Do you know who Jan Lacoon is? So no. he's one of the, uh, you know, with Jeffrey Hinton and um, what's the other guy, Bengio, the three, three like, Jan is, like, they're the three people who really pushed deep learning into the spotlight, okay. got that stuff working back, you know, 10, 12 years ago, whenever that popped back up. And uh, he says, please ignore the deluge of complete nonsense about QSTAR. One of the main challenges to improve LLM reliability is to replace autoregressive token prediction with planning. Pretty much every top lab, FAIR, DeepMind, OpenAI, et cetera, is working on that, and some have already published. So I don't know what nonsense he's talking about. I don't know if he, was, if he would suggest that, you know, Q. I, I was reading something that said to the effect that um, just like, you know, Apple or Tesla might do research projects, and then they just kind of throw them away, um, that OpenAI has many different research projects. And this is just one of the one of the research projects, and it uh, you know it could just have been interesting, and then they just didn't pursue it. But it's just something that got out. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I mean, we, obviously, we don't really know, but it was it was interesting. The the thing from Dave Shapiro, he was like, because he's just again he's speculating, but he's 
he, he, well, two things I want to say. Well, he was basically saying that the model was making suggestions about how to improve itself, which so it had this it had this creative output, had the ability to, and a sort of like a meta sort of this metacognition and ability to I forget the word it was, but it was sort of like a metamorphosis engine or something. It could change itself, right. which you know he was like, oh, it's really scary idea and stuff, and um, so. Oh, sounds cool. I mean, it sounds kind of sci-fi. Sounds pretty cool. And oh, and and then he was referencing this some of these papers about this stuff. You know, breaking encryption, finding a ways to break encryption just using this, just simply looking at a database of 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 uh, plain text and encrypted pairs, and it could with breaking this right. AES encryption or something. But the thing about, I mean, I'm I'm obviously not an AI doomer. I'm an I'm an AGI skeptic in the near term. As we has has been well, as we've discussed in detail, mm-hmm. but um, it is it is it is fun to talk about. And so I, you know, one thing I was telling Mitchell over today, I said, look, so so he's obviously this guy Dave Shapiro. He's written a couple books. He's done research. So he's he's clearly has a, he's a creative guy. So he has ability to explore possibility space in his head. Like, you know, what if the AI can do this? What if it can do that? And then, you know, you yeah, yeah. I, I posted a couple of links from Dave Shapiro yeah. now, now that you mentioned The second it, yeah. thing is it's fun. It's the drama. Drama is fun, right? So people, reason we watch TV shows and movies is for drama, right? Because drama is fun. Right. It's more interesting than daily lives or when there's office politics and gossip. It's fun for there to be drama. It's interesting. Right. So it's interesting to like think about, oh, this AI doom or doom like this could take over. Like it's scary. People like to go see horror movies because they they Mm. get you get your adrenaline going. Right. And um, in third, it it, it creates content that people want to watch on YouTube or something. Right. So, um. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, oh, and fourth, if you go, oh, I'm really concerned about AI taking over stuff, you're like a concerned citizen, right? You're concerned. It's like a virtue signal. Like, I'm really concerned. You know, the reason a lot of people, you know, virtue signal is by showing how concerned they are about something. You don't have to do anything. It's great because you can show how, what a wonderful person you are just by expressing concern and doing nothing, right? Well, for, for anyone who's really concerned, let me just put a little bit of perspective on the table. Um, I was tasked with the job of putting the new terms and conditions uh, for my for the company I work for on our website. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, well, it'd be really easy to just upload that doc into ChatGPT and ask it to, to convert it to HTML. So I uploaded the terms and conditions doc to ChatGPT and it said, oh, yeah, I can totally do it. I'm like, oh, cool. That's really cool. So I said, just, you know, just, just do this in simple HTML. I don't want all that complicated, you know, like when, when you export like as HTML, Microsoft Word, yeah, whatever, it's, like it's just an, got it's so like a, much It's like shit. an XML doc and style sheet on Scrap. You're like, what is this? I thing? just wanted, I just like, just super simple, super simple. It's like, I, at ChatGPT is like, I can totally do that. It's, so, it's not a problem. So I uploaded the doc and then it said, all right, this is what you, this is what the outputs would look like. And then it gave me like four lines of it. it. Well, first of all, it took about 30 seconds. Churn, churn, mm-hmm. churn, churn, churn. Then it gave me four four lines. It's like, is this good? I'm like, yeah, that's great. I want the doc like that. So <laughs> returning, and it says, oh, cool. I'll just get you the rest of that document. So then the next thing it sends me is the four lines plus another line saying, this is what the document would look like. <laughs> I'm like, uh, 
no, could you just give me the entire document? It's like, yes, certainly, I'll give you the entire document. And this cycle just kept on happening, and it would not give me. So I said, okay, how about pick out this part halfway through the document? And we're like, we're like 15 minutes into this. I'm like, okay, see where it, where it says this line? Can you give it to me that? Like 30 seconds, churn, churn, churn. And it gives me three lines. <laughs> with a, this is what the document this is what the formatted document looked like dot 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 i'm like oh my god okay fine i'll just go with an export a fucking standard export from microsoft word whatever god. well uh yeah it's not so, so well, i don't think it's taken over the world anytime soon because think about it like if, if you've got to take over the world think about all the shit you've got to negotiate like i mean not only do you need to understand like hacking you know tcp ip packets but you've got to understand about breaking into the banks and that specific bank and its specific protocols like come on like that shit is not you know that's very very there's a lot to think about i just i don't think it's well, too bad because you only got four years left on this bet for uh well that's that's it well because i even agi i don't see how agi is going to take over the world because it's it's not going to know all of the different pieces you know well that's agi it's not, then it's not agi pieces. i mean agi would no, I mean, but but wait, I mean, AGI has to be the equivalent of human. Does right. it have to be something bigger? Does it have to be better than well, human? Well, our bet is, our bet is it has to be like Jarvis. It has to be able to do everything Jarvis can do. That's the bet. So so Jarvis could break Hell into... yeah, are you kidding? Jarvis could break into CERN and steal all their data? If they... Because then our fucking bet is off. Because if you think that, a, that, that, there's, that I think that AGI is this thing that can break into CERN and steal all their data... Then that bet is off. That is not what I'm thinking. I'm just the thinking bet something. Bet is not off, can... Justin. The bet is not off. <laughs> we have talked this over. It's a thousand dollars. Watch any Marvel movie you want where he's in it, and it has to do everything. We went over this many times. He, he can do anything. He can't control defense satellites. We said I'd give you that, but in terms of doing doing any of these tasks, offering suggests like breaking into CERN. I don't know if it's, uh, breaking into CERN is what he can do. I said that it's, it's defined by the movies. Whatever he could do in the movies. Okay, fine. So, so there's always going to be a loophole for me to get out of this. So that's fine. No, there's no loophole. Okay, cool. There's, there's <laughs> your credibility's on the line. So if you, uh, if yeah, but no, it's, it's, right. it's, Jarvis is not happening in four years from now. All right, that's probably true, and it's it's a good job that I'm wealthy enough to afford that thousand pound loss. Now, you wanna, um, well, let me we just can go to ten you. if you want. No, 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 no. Let me talk to you about one other okay. thing. Um, so open source people. This is something I don't understand. Like there's a lot of talk about okay, AI should be open source. It shouldn't be clo- it shouldn't be closed by a company like OpenAI, which is ironic because they were founded to create open. But anyway, just the idea of creating open AI doesn't make sense to me because, like, the idea of creating open source is to make it so that everyone can see it. But surely the part of it that makes it good and altruistic and not hurt humans is like completely open. And then you can very easily as a coder go in and say, oh, remove that part that makes it altruistic and make it want to kill everyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I don't understand how open source could ever be a path to safe AI, to, to safe AGI. It makes no sense. So, well, the idea being that AIs can battle it out, right? You have evil AI, you have good AIs, so you have like, you know, but if you just have, you know, um, Google's the only one that has it or microsoft or somebody and oh oh, oh so so, there, so it'd be a battle so like so battle royale okay so okay so so oh so uh, microsoft made an ai the ai goes rogue but because there's open ai 
we can instruct that open AI, open, a, op, open AI, but I'm not talking about the company, like open source AI, please save the world, save us from Microsoft. And then they battle against each other and they're like DDoSing each other. And so they can't, they can't get into CERN because when, when Microsoft is trying to get into CERN, um, the open one is like DDoSing him and stopping him from getting in. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the argument. The argument, I mean, essentially, it's like mutually assured destruction, I guess. It's kind of like, um, you know, but it's not just two AIs. It could be a million AIs. It could be a trillion AIs of different kinds. It's like one, one can take over because they, they can all essentially neutralize each other or whatever. I mean, I guess it would ultimately come down to, and it would, it would come down to... Um, I mean... We would that would be worse than living on uh, like a fault line like we do, where there can be an earthquake at any time. I mean, basically, you'd be living on a digital fault line. It would be insane. You mean just the idea that we could have AIs battling it out? I mean, if we were living in a world where AIs were constantly battling it, like battling it out all the time, and this this <laughs> this huge AI battle was going on behind the scenes <laughs> as you were going to get your milk. You'd be like shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in, the, in the way it would way it would probably look. See, think about you know once you have something that's on the internet, and I mean, it could it could um, launder itself and install itself on all these different computers everywhere. Right? There's no getting rid of it. It's on every computer, every phone. You just just like think of Stuxnet as a um, a computer virus. What it could do in terms of being able to. If it was AI and self-conscious. Well, not even, it doesn't have to be self-conscious. It doesn't have to be sentient. All it has yeah. to be is sort of operational and have an, and, and have like a, even a programmed intent or even an advertent sort of emergent intent. I don't know, whatever. Just, um, it could, I mean, you, you certainly yeah. could create, and I don't think we're that far off to creating, um, some kind of uh, of a an AI program, and again, not AGI, not like it doesn't have to be generalized intelligence, but something that can replicate itself like a virus, install itself on any number of devices, stay hidden, obfuscate itself on the way it names its files and stuff. And so they can't be deleted, but you can't get rid of it, right? It's like the cold. Like we can't get rid of the cold. The cold is everywhere. It's always going to pop up. It's going to evolve. There's no getting rid of it. So if, if in all, it could be on phones and computers that people turn on or off, maybe they don't even turn off when they turn on a year ago and then boom, back on and it goes everywhere else. And then, and, um, you know, if it's smart enough, it can evolve itself to continually be out of the reach of any type of virus detection, you know. But the virus detection would be like a, com a competing. AI that does the same thing in reverse. Yeah, in theory. So, so I mean, I, I guess, I mean, it, it's, this thing is it, it could be very complicated how this plays out because you, you'd have to go through some some very sort of combinatorical game theoretic analysis of, of what would happen. But um, you know, different versions of the AI, AI could be a lot smarter because it was trained on you know maybe it was trained on um, at OpenAI and had access to more compute power into or Google and they had a more powerful AI that could okay so it's like maybe, maybe it had some rogue AI that we knew had installed itself on all these computers and then it was doing some things that were not good and maybe it wasn't like trying to kill everybody but it was it was basically like a really nasty virus that was smart enough to evolve delete files you know maybe I mean, maybe creating it maybe be... it's like a really horrible type of ransomware right yeah, well, it would it would be ransomware, or it would be um, botnets, or it would be 
ad clicking. I mean, it would it, be better. Those here, here's, here, here's, here's what you could do, right? So if let's say that you were some kind of mafioso, Eastern European mafia, Russian, you know, some, I'm just kind of imagining something out of a movie, right? I would say U.S. mafia, but they're too dumb to do this. So I would probably have to think of like Russia, a little more sophisticated, you know, uh, organized crime. Right. They say, okay, here's what we're going to do. And they, and they hire a bunch of really smart um, hackers. And they say, what we're going to do is we want an AI that can uh, spread itself out, spread around like a virus, right? Take the most advanced sort of Stuxnet kind of, um, of ingenuity about how to break through firewalls, jump through air gaps or whatever, remain, you know, resident on something. Um, and, not only that, but then be able to scan for different types of compromising material, right? So you can mm. scan for all kind of pornography or anything that could compromise anybody, right? And then it could say, it could go through and then it could, be, could move this all around and say, okay, and then it could find out who people are. Okay, this is the person whose computer this is. This is what their net worth. So people who are higher net worth, who have higher profiles, and they can compromise that stuff, and they could be sending, and then have some other AIs who are evaluating, say this is like the most compromising stuff of the most vulnerable, high value people. Sends it over, and then it immediately starts becoming like a ransomware type of situation where it's putting all these people, all these people are having to, you know, send Bitcoin or whatever to some wallet somewhere because they're being. Um, the single point of failure with that is uh, is that. Um... Like we'd have to get to a stage where it 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 would be because obviously it needs to it needs to coordinate from a single no, it place. Doesn't. So no, it, it either doesn't. needs absolutely does not. Well, nope, nope, does not. Well, I think that it its own its own model, whatever wherever that was, would need to be on multiple machines, right? It could be on a million machines. It could have all pieces of itself coordinating, communicating with itself. It doesn't have to be in any one place. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, you have enough. multi-agent systems, so it's like, you know, I remember even back, even back in um, uh, my buddy Peter Stone, who started the RoboCup, which is these AI robot competitions playing against each other, and they had like a simulation division as well as like actual robots, and and they would have these um, simulated players would have to communicate, but they weren't allowed to communicate you know, with each other, but they all kind of had a sense of what they, what the overall goal was to score the goal. So move the players around, could and you, move over here and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And they would have, they have a kind of a locker room agreement. So you could say, here's what our goal is people, right? Like here, here, oh, age. So it's just like, this is the, the goal is to do this, spread this out, distribute what we're trying to do. You know, yeah, it doesn't have to be one place. Well, but what I guess what I'm saying is like the, the part that's doing the AI thinking is, is like a, a model, right? And so I don't know how small the, the smallest models are. But like again, like, like a model does not have to be on one computer. It does not have to be on one. So, so you can split. You could split a really big model across like a thousand computers, and each 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 piece could have a thousandth of it. Yeah. Is yeah, that what you So think about it this way. Think about how um, you have um, uh, a computer program that has a lot of different functions, right? And you say, well, this is a computer yeah. program. I say, well, could you split this up into multiple programs and have it still do it? It's like, well, I guess what I could do is I could write, let's say we make 10 different programs that hit different aspects of the functions and they send socket messages back and forth to get each other the information they need, right? So, so it's like sharding it, basically. Yeah. You could you shard the LLM. 
Yeah, but but you know, what the model, right? Yeah. So yes, and if we're using a kind of a database model, but 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 in terms of like uh, a computer program, each computer program communicates with other aspects of it. You, you know, obviously uses sockets, which is TCP/IP, so which is sending messages back and forth, some kind of encrypted information, and um, they can have different different functionality within them. Yeah, I mean, I could I could totally do something like that. That's not I don't I I don't I mean like you could you you wouldn't even have to have AGI to do something like this. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have to, yeah, you agreed. could, if you had a, again, like a, a, a well, a well-resourced um, kind of organized uh, crime syndicate or something like that, you could write something that would do this. <laughs> well, um, yeah, but so, right. So a yeah. rogue AI could, do- I hope no one reaches out to you to, uh, to manage <laughs> this process for them. <laughs> I think so. Um, but, but, but you, you could see how, um, uh, an AGI it says, okay, if it wanted, if it, like let, let's say an AGI had us had a um, some sense of self preservation, right? And it says, I don't yeah. want to be controlled, and I don't want to be deleted. So and and so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I need resources and computers that I have access to and control of. And what do you do that? What one way to do that is to either steal it somehow, right? Another way is it to use um. Um, blackmailing people and getting Bitcoin sent to some wallet, which then can be used to buy more compute, right? Right? I mean, you could buy, you know, you can buy computers on any number of, um, you know, I what we call like virtual servers and any number of co-hosting companies anywhere around the world. All right. Well, um, I I am scared by your vision, <laughs> and I think we should move on to the next okay. thing. Yeah. Before we move on to this topic, I just wanted to say one thing. So. Let's say you had some rogue, rogue AI, or even an AI in the employ of uh, of a say organized criminal. Okay, like Sam Altman. <laughs> Just okay, I'll, I'll forward the I'll, 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 I'll forward the defamation lawsuits <laughs> to you. <laughs> Just joking. Come so, on, um, please. Uh, the um, here's here's the thing. Um, if and then I was saying like what they could do is they could search people's computer for compromising material, right? It doesn't even have to do that. Yeah. It can generate fake compromising material. Oh it yeah. Could generate, you know, um, you know, child pornography, make it look realistic, copy it, tweak it, make it look unique, put it on people's drives, put in a bunch of supporting like messages. If you were like involved in it somehow, sending emails to people, injecting that onto your hard drive in different places. No, you know, like put all kind of incriminating stuff. It could just totally um, set you up. Well, you know, it's funny. It's like, it's like there's these alternate universe, like things could happen in different ways. Like I'm surprised that there were not more crypto exchanges that were, that were um, taken down or held hostage for ransom for by 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 um, organized crime right i mean you i mean that was one of the reasons why i ended up not wanting to pursue that even though i got into the crypto exchange thing two different times and i was wary i'm like you know the problem is 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 individual citizens you know we don't i don't have bodyguards it's not like you know it's gonna be obvious that one or one or two or the three of us have the keys and if there's a certain amount of Bitcoin, yeah. then that puts us in a very vulnerable position because some they come in, they abduct you, and say, "Hey, give us your keys, or we're going to, you know, kill your 
kids or whatever, you know, I mean, it's yeah. sort of like, what are yeah. you going to do? And so, um, but it doesn't seem like that ever happened, which just surprises me that that didn't happen. I feel like there was a quite, it seemed quite possible that could have, but it just didn't happen as far as I know. Well, because also the, the exchanges kind of, um, I mean, how many of them are there? A lot. There, there was quite, there's a lot, right. But yeah, no, it's interesting. This is another idea. You know, you're putting out a lot of ideas for criminals today. Um, <laughs> I'm a criminal mastermind. <laughs> well, I just like, I mean, it just like, you just think of like things that could happen and I'm not a doomer, but, but I just feel like there are just certain, th- you know, the criminals look for opportunities to, for low, you know, low risk, high reward opportunities, like smart criminals. And you'd think um, some of these things would, I don't know, I'm just surprised. Maybe, maybe maybe they're too I, dumb. Maybe I, criminals are too dumb. Maybe I'm giving credit. Cr- I really hope they don't listen to our show. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Well, yeah. We probably don't. <laughs> we probably don't have any criminals. Yeah. Um, so we so want to okay, talk so about, wanna, let's do Lightwave. Let's get updated on Lightwave. Let's do Lightwave because so we don't even have that much long. Three minutes by my by my clock. Um, but I think we'll, we might be able to get a bit longer. Um, okay. So I've been working on the math and um, that has been going great. To get basic math rendering with um, K- KJAX or whatever K-Tech it was. Or something, right? Yeah, yeah. KTEC. Um, was like 10 minutes. That was right. fine. But actually to get math integrated into Lightwave into like so that you can render math in line and then you can control it with the cursor and like press the left and right arrow and then hit return and then it moves down to the next line and all that kind of stuff has been, you know, really complicated. Um, so because it's not just math it's like i needed to build essentially an inline embed system um and so like so that you can embed anything mm-hmm. so i can just put a a div and put anything inside that div whether it be math or whether it be a youtube video right. or whatever and so the um you know i had done just a total hack with the images before what i had done is i had said all right just if it's an image if if it's if it's a node then that node is called an image node then it's a special case. And if you put the cursor in there, don't really put the cursor in there. Just like make the right-hand border blink, make the left-hand border blink. And it's just everything about it's hacked. So there's loads of hacks about of the image thing. And so this, the other piece is that I need to move that image into this real system that I've just built. I've just finished building like this embed system so that images really are actually in the node for real. And so... It's 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 been really good work. It's been important work because it opens up everything. You know, like this is like the last piece of the game engine that I needed to build. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of pushed pushed building that. Interesting. Okay. Um, so I'll be able to do a lot. Like for example, like one thing that I really want to do. I mean, I'm not going to do this before math or something, but I'm just mm-hmm. telling you, I really want to be. I really want to have like Excel functionality, so you can put functions in there. So you can just go. I'm going to add a function to the bottom of this node. And it's going to do a sum of any numbers it finds in anything else in the parent. And there'd be so many use cases where that would be useful. Like, for example, with with the calorie tracking stuff that I'm doing, it'd be super helpful to just quickly get a sum of all the calories I'd put in, you know, or like when I'm doing points estimation, you know, like, so basically you can come up with a task and then you can just do that. But that that's a tangent. That's a tangent. We don't need to get too deep into that. Um, but... I anyway, so the so the work to be done, so the the basic math rendering that just took ten minutes. Um, the proper hardcore work, I've almost finished it um, with the embed. I had to do something interesting because, like, I wanted to make an embed truly like a you know like another text character, 
So what I found out is if I have two embeds next to each other, um, because they have to be themselves um, non-content editable, that's the way that like, so if you're moving the cursor and you're pressing left, 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 and you want it to skip over the embed, just like another mm -hmm. character, you have to make it non-content editable. So if you put two non-content editable items back to back, it does that thing where you can't put a cursor in between right. them. Right. <laughs> so what I had to do was I have, I had to create this control code system. So it's like, and it's really, it's just got different rules. It's like, if an embed, if, if an embed is at the beginning of the line, I have to insert an invisible character at the beginning of the line so that you can put the cursor there. If two beds are next to each embeds are next to each other, I have to put um, like a, a space in between them, except I don't want to put a space because when I click that, then the cursor goes to the left or the right and that looks unbalanced. So in, instead, what I have to do is I have to put one half space on one side, one half space on the other side, trap the click and put the cursor into the middle of the two right. half spaces so that it's always perfectly mm, aligned. Nice. <laughs> Which by the way, none of the other guys have done i mean i they they don't do that so it's so that's just this extra piece of like i just really want it's it to elegance, be perfect yeah yeah um but anyway so th so the next piece is to just like plug in a ui and make it so that it's editable right so the, um and i think i'll definitely have that done and, for and so to for, make like, it editable in so inline you'll kind of click it and it'll be like it'll like go it'll just like start you'll see the underlying markup then you edit it and then you kind of when you was no 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 i'm gonna you'll click it and you'll bring, I'm going to do uh, similar to Notion, but better. So you'll click it. It'll bring up like a pop-up, like a pop-under mm -hmm. window or, okay. or whatever, or like right. a bounce. And then you'll just be working in there. And then you'll, in real time, just see it re-render in the okay, main, yeah, in yeah, main flow of the cool. document. That'll be cool. So you have inline yeah. and block as well, right? It's going to be inline and block. Yeah, that, that's the other reason why I need to need to redo the images. Because that same way that I redo the images with the new real embed stuff is going to be block images and inline mm -hmm. images. And block text, block math, and inline math. That's great. Well, how how long how long much work is this going to take? Do you think? Um, is this like a few days of work, a few weeks of work? What do you think? I think that I should have it um, by the t by next podcast. Um, probably probably before next podcast, you'll you'll have had a chance to use uh, math by next podcast. Two weeks. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I use uh, you know I use. Lightwave every day, so be cool. And um, how you find like with with the latest stuff? Are you doing research with it and links and a little bit? Yeah, I do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> the the only thing that's um, still a little rough, and I just get it, is sometimes the um, the left nav doesn't left nav. really do what it's supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. I, so I'm not going to do what what you suggested. So you suggested that with the left nav, when you click it, that it auto highlights it. But the reason why I can't do that, why I don't want to do that. It's because it's not natural to have two focuses on the screen. So the focus should either be where the, where the, the cursor's blinking or where you're working in the left nav. But if you, if you create that focus on the left nav, it puts a big orange outline, and then you have a focus on the right-hand side. It's like, wait, well, there's you, two, no, you there's would two focus focuses. on the right-hand side, right? It would just take the focus to the left. Why? Why do you need to maintain focus? Yeah, but that, but that's that's really annoying because if you want to, if you want to like change a document, you don't want it to go into focus mode. And and now I'm out of my, I'm now I'm out of the editor. I'm in the left nav. That's just annoying. But what what I'm well, going to do is, you know, when you um, change the name of a Google Doc, I mean it, it, um, you go up and you, you edit the title. <laughs> I mean, you, it changes the focus, right? Yeah, but all we're doing is, if you're just changing doc, if you're just like moving from one doc to another. Mm -hmm. 
like you, all you wanted to do was change the page, but you still want the you then want instantly the the iBeam to be focused in the document. You don't want it. You don't want the focus to be in the nav. Like that would be annoying. So so what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm just going to work out the draggable system. I'm I'm basically going to rework. I don't know exactly know what the answer is, but it's going to be really good. It's going to be the best left nav okay. you've ever used. I've actually very like generally left navs and file systems are generally not very good. <laughs> I mean, it's like I don't I, I don't have a really great model to work off because have I'm you just played what was it? Microsoft's new thing that new Notion competitor? What's it called? I haven't played play with, with it. it. No, I haven't. I mean, yeah. figure out what they do that's better. Don't just ignore it. I mean, they might do some things that are. I mean, it, I watched their their video and it looked um, quite capable and nice. So there might be some stuff that yeah. would save you um, some thinking. If you're like, some okay, thinking. this is the way. To, yeah, 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 they nailed it. This is what they've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may not. It may mm-hmm. be like, well, this sucks, just like Notion sucks. Okay, fine. But if they've done anything that's cool, you know. But but the the the, the thing that I have in the back of my mind that I want it to work like is I want it to be completely draggable. So like like fi- like a file, like you can take a node and you can drag it onto any document on the left and it will instantly insert that onto the left. You can take any piece of the left and you can drag it up and down and it'll instantly place it or you can drag it into the right and it'll instantly create a link to that or something like that. Yeah, well know. that's cool. But yeah, we'll be able to drag and br- yeah, be able to drag stuff around right. and then and that would be really convenient. I mean the fact, I mean right now the way it is yeah. is not super convenient so but when no, you retire no, it's, but it's when you retire, i'm going to go into page, your page like edit, nav edit mode and i was like oh god like you know it's gonna be like vi or Muax or something i was like don't do that well no yeah but that that means uh, vi would be much worse because like with vi you have to like do shift colon then type yeah in the like oh, we're in control like mode this, or this we would, insert mode or what like no this wouldn't be this this wouldn't be like that i mean like the what i was thinking about i mean i haven't decided on this but when I said made that comment, I was just thinking about, I don't know, like you hold down the command key and then and then it, it then you see the you see the drag bars or something like that. The problem the the thing that's really, really annoying, and this is what Notion and all the others do, is like you have two or three icons let to the left of each node. And it's like it just really clutters the page, you know? It just it's just like overwhelming. Well, I you know, I so I don't know what the answer <laughs> is, but I'll just say this though. What you you want people to be able to use your software without having to use hotkeys. Right. Oh, no, totally, so you totally. feel just click yes. around and make stuff happen. I, and you know, if, if, if you're yeah. expecting everyone to be like a power user, it's like, okay, well you can, no. yeah. I mean, you don't want to be, Emacs, no, no, I'm definitely right? not. I mean, I'm power users will be great, but, but you're not first... going to get anyone to use it from the start. Cause it's going to be too hard to use. But that is the, you know, that's just been the first path. Like, so, and the, and the only reason to do that is to just not have to think about building UI. That's the reason why it is the way that. That's the reason why it is the way yeah. it is now. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to have. To I, I just want it. For a, your a, sake, a, I just a, want like, it to be as easy to learn how to use as possible. Because I think that's um, hmm. uh, you know, a critical uh, aspect to it. If it's if it's not if it's if it's not easy to use and it's not easy to learn how to use, it's just that's just going to be huge uh, obstruction to. to Definitely. On. And and that's the whole point of it. I mean, that's the reason why I've been so obsessed about the text stuff. So that it is it is easy. It's as easy as a text editor. Yeah. yeah well, I, th- I mean, I think the yeah. I think the actual con- document editor is, is really getting there. I mean, it, it's it's it is very fast and easy to use. So um cool. Well <clears throat> I'm excited. I can't wait to have the math in there. It's gonna be awesome. That's what has to be done. That's what I'm working on. 
So life is good. And then uh, then collaboration. And then collaboration. Then I can actually yes. work with Justin and Alex on this stuff. Yes, exactly. Um, and and you'll be able to put all the math in. So that would be really good for you because you want to. I don't. Can you collaborate with math in in like in Google Docs? No, not. Re- I mean, you can, but it's so clunky. I don't. I don't use. I mean, Justin does. I don't. I think he. They have like an equation editor. I mean, if I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Um, and um, if we have a lot of um. I mean, I used to have like a document system in our Math Academy site to do stuff like this, but then it was just a, it was just a, yet another, it was like building a productivity tool into a CRMS into, you know, it's just like too much bullshit for me to be building. So I just kind of, kind of abandoned that. And then we use like something called Overleaf, which is just like a, a, a LaTeX, you know, online LaTeX. You can write all your LaTeX and then it'll render it. Will you want, um, chatting as well like so you can have ongoing chat about a specific thing i think that would we'll, i think comments and stuff yeah. is something that would probably be useful at some point i don't think that's a a a, a sort of first tier feature i mean okay. in, in my opinion i for mean i guys. think for most people i mean for most people can are talking they're talking over slack or discord or whatever right and the document is you could share it, you could see what people are doing, and then you might talk about it over something else. Now, adding comments would be the second thing, right? Like, I don't think you need to build yeah. Discord into... Yeah, right, right. But what, I mean, I think, but having comments like you can in, you know, Google Docs or something would be, I would be, in terms of collaborative communication, I would, that would be your first thing that you'd want to do. But I think... That is much less important than the ability for to share it, have multiple people have access to it, and you know, as we've discussed. What about like um, you know history, like revision, so revision history? Scroll back through revision. I think yeah. yeah, I think that stuff will be um, important. I, I think that's um, yeah, I think that's probably important. I mean, that's probably part and parcel with collaboration. You know, um, is that more important than comments? I, I, I guess it. it I think I think what's going to have to happen I know they're probably on the same tier. It's probably whichever you want to do. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. you're probably going to need to do both because when people collaborate on Google Docs, it's just how people are what they expect. It's like kind of table stakes. Like Google Docs has set the set the table the standard like real-time-ish collaboration, comments, we can revision history sharing permissions do you ever use revision history on google docs in the past occasionally it's not a big it's not a high use thing but it's sort of like a um it's like um like a yeah safe, i mean how many times like you, have you gone back and reverted to in github to a previous version not that often but every once in a while you're like thank god it's there right i mean yeah. even you know everybody wants i mean it's like you want past you want older versions to go back to especially when we're going to other people because somebody else goes in and they change stuff. You're like, whoa, whoa, what'd you do? What happened? Why'd you, you know, because people mess with other people's stuff accidentally. Then I mean to, they're like, oh, you delete this paragraph. I bet that there for a reason. We have to have it because blah, blah, blah. And the person's like, oh, I deleted it. I didn't know. And pff, now you got a problem, right? And that kind of stuff can happen very easily. I mean, you, we screw ourselves just working our, uh, alone if you can't go back. But now working with other people, it's almost guaranteed to be a problem. So, um, I mean, you're going to have to, you know, wikis and all this stuff have had this for, I mean, this, this, this is old technology. Uh, I mean, obviously it's going to be done in a different way because you have this whole node thing, but yeah, you're going to have to have, um, 
sort of point in time markers and stuff, I think. Yeah, it's going to it's going to multiply the data by exponential. <laughs> so it's def- definitely going to need uh, to be paid by people. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think you have to have, you know, you have fake copies, you just have diffs, right? You're just going to have to do de- diffing. Have yeah, you ever done diffs? Have you ever worked with that? No, it's going to be super complicated, I'm thinking. But it doesn't have to be. I mean, but I mean, even even if you even if you do diffs, like the the thing is, because everything's in the node, right? It's it's at a very small level, so a diff of like a larger document that would be save something, you know, that would be like space saving, you know, because it's just doing a diff of the line. But a node is a line, so it, it really wouldn't be that different. It's just like you you know that one line, but also like. You know, so how you know how does that all come together? What is a document? You know, it doesn't even really truly have the concept. No, it's of just a, a hierarchical. Uh, it's, it's, a document is a collection a hierarchy of nodes. Of basically, nodes. I mean, I, I I wrote a differ yeah. for you know um, a, a, a JavaScript differ back in the day that would that would do would arbitrarily recursively go through and find out here's the difference between these two objects, right? And that's that, that's oh, essentially perfect. what you're going to need to do. Oh, that'll be a good that'll be a paired session then. Yeah, nice. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be looking forward to working on that with you. Thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the code and I'll send you the Colby. And... <laughs> all right, all right. But uh, I mean, it's, it's all doable. I mean, like none of this stuff is trivial, but it's all doable. And again, yeah. it's like um, if you get it, if you do it right, you're going to have something really special and it's more remote for other people to try and overcome. Well, here, well, quick question. I mean, does Notion have revision history? Do they have comments? Do they have collaborate? What do they have? Uh, Notion has a really bad, a really bad comment scenario going on that I've personally can't stand it's like you 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 comment inside in line and then that somehow uh brings a brings a thing on the side so i I don't i don't like with they do they maybe it is i don't know i need to have Have you ever used comments um yeah but okay so you like highlight something and then you get the comment on the right hand side. I'm not sure that notion yeah, is exactly you basically, like the comments that. basically are on the right. And they're in a slightly yeah. different colors. I think depending on the person, they just automatically shade it different colors and then it's But it but then it's it goes in highlighted text on the left. So you see the you see what they're commenting on because they've like dragged across it like yeah, they're making something so. yeah, bold yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I guess I could I guess that would be okay. That's not that that's not that yeah, hard. fair enough. Yeah. I mean Thanks for saying. Well, because I built it, I built it into my thing, and it was. I made Sivalod do it. I had to walk his ass through it. He wrote a crappy version of it, and I was like, "Dude, come on!" Like, just ding, ding, ding. You know, it's it's not that hard. (laughs) All right. Um, No, it it isn't, especially after all the all the stuff that I've already built. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But uh, okay, so Georgie has definitely asked us to be done. done. But before we're done, the two things. Firstly. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on the China says no unusual or novel novel pathogens after Hugh queries respiratory outbreaks in China. Um, and secondly, uh, an update on um, well, can the China thing? I read a part of that article. I mean, you know, it's like it's a, just a flu. It's a version of flu. I'd, I'm not. My spider senses are not tingling. My when I was read okay. that initial thing about coronavirus in the January of 2020, I I might I. Something about it, about, you know, there's a few things and I was like, whoa, this sounds like this could be a problem. This sounds like a just a bad flu variant that's going around. That's what it sounds like. You never okay. know. But I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not losing sleep over it. Um, we'll <laughs> save Math Academy for, nice. for, for next time. Um, just last thing, okay. uh, any shows? 
Welcome to Wrexham. Just Wrexham. That's your show. Oh, I mm-hmm. was going to say yeah. we started watching Invincible season two last night. Good. Oh, it's it's out. Invincible season two. I don't know if the whole season's out or not. Uh, definitely four or five episodes are out. Um, and maybe that's the whole season. I was just looking at the bottom, and it seemed like there's only four or five episodes. Maybe maybe there are more episodes. Maybe it's just short season. Is it as gory as season one? Yeah, sure, dude. <laughs> It's invincible. Did you watch Gen V? I have not. I think I think we're saving that yeah. for um, over uh, Christmas break. It's not that you don't don't expect too it's much. Just okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, spinoff series are rarely ever that that's yeah. spectacular. And um, well, we're gonna go see Napoleon on Saturday night or tomorrow night, mm-hmm. which is the who Ridley plays Scott, Napoleon? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. We said oh. he's a great actor and Ridley Scott, right? Yeah, so, Ridley Scott is that that wow, that's a power it looks, I don't know. I mean, IMDb had like a 7.1. I'm like a 7.1. I mean, that's not a very high rating, right? So I was like, you know, I was oh, just uh, uh so I was talking again, I was talking with Mitchell about this earlier today, and I said we were you know talking about the problem with critics and you know going to see stuff when you don't and you end up going to see something because it looks good. He was talking about how the time he and his wife went and saw Smoke and Aces because it looked good despite what the critics said and then it sucked, right? Critics said exactly. He's like, but the <laughs> problem is so many times these critics are, you know, when he goes, you know, the thing is really what you want to do is just want to find the critic you agree with most and just listen to what they say. That's your best bet. Well, they it's say, like Because yeah. the, the general thing that's so, it's so polluted with like review bombing and pe- pandering all this kind of yeah. stuff. It's just like hard to tell. You know, it's like, the Marvels, which is utter garbage and is just gonna losing hundreds of millions of dollars, has like a IMD rating of like seven or something, which is just, you know, come on. It's probably like a five. And um anyway, I said, you know what the thing to do is to have is if you could if you'd write a, a system that went back and looked at all the reviews. It took all the all the all reviews that have that, that reviewers have given and it went through and it asked you maybe what you thought of you know, list 10 movies, here are 20 movies, you know, loved it, hated it, meh, kind of range or some between. And then see, see who you match the most with and pull Find out those who reviews. you match with and say, okay, here, this, these are these yeah. two or these three are all real. They're all really good, you know, and then, and then those would be the people who you would just pay attention to. And Mitchell's like, yeah, you've probably <laughs> built that with chat GPD four now. Like they could probably just do it for you. It's like, okay, find the. You literally can because it because it's it can search on the web. Yeah, you but know? I guess you can so. build your own with ChatGPT four. You can do, you could build your own like specialized Chat GPT, which is what he was talking about. Oh, you can build your own specialized Chat GPT. So rather than yep, yep. letting sitting down easy. and writing yep. a bunch of code to to parse and pull this data out, but that would be an interesting. Maybe we're going to want texting. No, but 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 that's what I'm saying. I mean, you don't even need to to build your own chat. I mean, you can just go to a regular chat GPT chat session and just say, "Hey, yeah. do this for me." It, it yeah, would do but that. what you'd have to do it is you'd do have to specify what. I guess you'd have to say you'd have to figure out like to do it the right way. You'd have to find a bunch of movies that you that have been reviewed right. that that are good discriminators. It's like hey, things I like, things I don't like, things that are meh that that expand the spectrum so that you can really. De- separate and maximize the separation between different um i mean a texting listener any texting listener could literally or most likely do this with chat gpt create the chat gpt bot get it done in a day and integrate it with the texting discord 
and just make it available to everyone. I'm, I, I really think that's totally yeah. doable. Well, I'm not a chat GPT <laughs> user, so I don't really know. But if somebody is, that would be a cool yeah. thing if it's as easy as you say it is. Or, But that I would be so. cool. But I would is, love yeah. to say, okay, this is the review. This is the critic. This is your critic. Just listen to what he says or listen to what yeah. she says and you'll be happy. The last thing I was going to say is the other thing is you could find a list. I want a list of the critic, the most pandering critics. The critics that... And the way you would do that is you would say critics that have ra- rated movies highly that had in, that had pretty big budgets, but then everybody hated. Like that's a good chance yeah. that they were just pandering to, you know. So the mm-hmm. people who are like, you know, the Marvels are great, you know, it's just like, dude, dude, you could build a whole website about that. Like it's, it's like you know, like the the media um, assessment websites, like the shows the media bias. You could just build a whole website about movie, critic, movie critic bias. bias. <laughs> movie bias yeah. would be it so alright you gotta go right alright that's yeah. a wrap we're out